G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade. For MEGT, build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Welcome to the Late Trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with megt.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today. Available from Chemist Warehouse, Stephen Silvani, David Noble, Damian Barrett with you. Gents, we may as well just get straight into it today. I say that because Cal Toomey is a journalist who, uh, when I see his name attached to uh, anything, be it the, uh, the written word, the spoken word, I take it as gospel. And he has just on afl.com.au said, Jack Bowes wants to play for Geelong next year. More to come on afl.com.au. So uh, the dominoes are starting to fall very, very favourably for the... 2022 Premiership team. We've already got a, uh, a public commitment effectively from Ollie Henry from Collingwood to go there. Now Jack Bowes. And as we've been speaking, uh, Soss and, and Nobes, the, the Jack Bowes acquisition is obviously good for a player who was once uh, considered a, uh, a high draft pick from the Gold Coast Suns some years ago. But equally and, and arguably more importantly this year, he comes with pick seven, which the Suns are going to attach to any transaction on him. So it allows the Cats to get another good player. It allows the Cats to then get uh, very, very creative with the, the pick number seven, as it stands, that comes with him. Yes, it does. And um, another good get, really. Uh, my, my, my mail is, or information that I've received, is that the Cats had genuine interest in Bose um, throughout the year. So they were the first to approach his management group. So you can probably understand why it wasn't just probably about the pick and that, and that would come into the psyche, I think, of the player, yep. thinking, are they just going to come after me for because that pick seven's involved? Which I or, think a lot of the other clubs got excited about. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. No, no doubt about that. So, but I think the Cats have got genuine interest in the player, and um, and from afar, I think he's made the right call. Do yeah. you? Yeah. And do you see him? Before I get to your take on this, Nobs, do you see him pushing into this twenty-two? Um. I think there's opportunities. I, I think um, as well as um, the Cats were managed this year, they, they have got some ageing players. Uh, and and really, I think they'll. I think you've got to bring in two or three plays each year mm. um, after you've won a flag. And, and that doesn't mean from other clubs, but generally in your team. And mm. I think we spoke this time last year when we thought the Cats were going to roll over, fall over in a sense that they were too old. But... The sprinkling of youth, a couple yeah. of two or three players here and there can just bring some more excitement and some more mm. energy to the team. And competition is good uh, amongst the list, and uh, and I think I think he can I, I think he can get a spot in that team. Do you? Yeah. No, it was the in, influx of, of, of high end talent, and that, that that's what Ollie Henry is. That what that is what Joe Bowes were, were at their own draft uh, years into the club that's just won the premiership at the expense when it comes to Bose's case, some a club that's always struggled to retain and, and is yep. yet to have any form of success. I can understand why it's happening, but, but to you now as a, as a, as a person looking at this situation, having lived it um, yep. in a number of guises over, over many years, what's it say to you? Well, it, it says that, um, you know, it was the environment 
strong enough at Gold Coast for them to retain enough. Rankin comes out. Um, you know, we, we talk about the intrinsic value of teams being able to offer finals as an incentive. Like, that's hard to put a monetary value on, you know, to be able to... And, you know, Jack would go down there, as we've talked about before here, understanding the salary system that Geelong operate by. So they would probably going to smooth his money out on whatever that is and what that looks like. Um, so, yeah, it's a... It's a great get for the Cats because I think it brings the other piece into the equation. I think Bose can find himself in there. Sell was just retired. Dangerfield, I think, in the back end of his career will probably go forward. If you if you look at, I think, where he, he still has capacity, you know, going forward at the moment. But to put Bose into that midfield with Guthrie at the moment, I mean, wow, they're just... They're up there again. And you're going to get better, aren't you, with those guys you mentioned, yeah. uh, naturally, that, 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 he, that he hasn't had the luxury of playing alongside and with. Um Soss, when you, when you work this through, and, you, and you've been big on, and other people have now embraced your theory, that the smoothing out of Bose's contract will be at play. And, and we raise that because Matty Rendell on the late trade revealed that he's got $850,000, according to Matty's numbers, for not just 2023, but also 2024, attached to his current status. And, that, and that's where it ends. So two $1.7 million is attached. Now, why salary caps work, and even though that could be smoothed out, does that figure, that 850 figure, or let's work with 800 then, does that need to go onto Geelong's 2023 cap? Or, or, or can they immediately tear up the current contract, yep. figure in or factor in the 1.7 in total, but just put a shit out as far as they want? Yeah, Geelong do a deal with, um, with Bose Management Group, come up with a contract, whether that's two years, four years, five years. It's a new contract. They can do what they want. So it's at uh, least one point seven over two, but it but it might be, well, it'll be but, more well, than that over. But over he longer. might he might opt to take a hundred to two hundred grand less. He may decide instead of taking, say, he's on eight fifty. He might say, "Listen, let's cut that. Let's cut it back to seven fifty, seven fifty, and start there, and then smooth it out over four or five years, and give me some more incentives that I can actually add a bit more B and F incentives, games incentives, um, you know." whatever it may be. So um, whether they've got to go the full amount, I'm unsure, but somewhere around the mark. I suppose what I'm asking, that that amount that is is required to be paid to him under the contract with the Gold Coast Suns, does that have to then trend? No. So they can rip. It's not a free agent. It's a rip that up. It's a rip up. Yep. Okay. So it's up to him as to what he's getting paid. Yes, exactly. So I would argue under the Geelong system, he's going to get nowhere near that. um, Probably not. Even smoothed out. Um, Might get four years though. But not at seven fifty. No, no, no. But no. I, th- I think. It, but at the end of the day, I think from a manager's perspective, you're looking at the quantum of value. Yeah. Where, how and where it gets paid is probably at that degree is probably irrelevant. Almost. It's what can you do from a collective or an overall value perspective. Yeah. So if he's owed one point whatever it is, one point yeah. five, and his new deal's worth two, and that's over a. Over three a or four-year period, period. you take that. Yeah. yeah. He's getting this. There's job satisfaction, I'd imagine, playing in a Yeah, he, and, and he yeah. wants to play. He wants to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's your and, understanding, and, and, Sosin, yeah. that you can, yeah. you can do that. And then he's also got the security, really, of being in an AFL, AFL system for four to five years. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And, and then potentially longer yeah. once it works successfully. Yeah. 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 So um, that's Kel Toomey reporting that. Uh, just, also, got a, just got a text from Paddy Dangerfield. He wants to go and play in the back end, he tells me. Back end. <laughs> he <laughs> never you, defends. Why do you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> uh, Sauce, uh, the GWS team, um, again, like uh, the Suns, are, are always active in this space for, for reasons that usually relate to trying to shed some uh, some cap space. And we've been talking about how 
Hopper and Taranto were going to Richmond. Now, Taranto's been done for the picks 12 and, and 19. Yeah. New developments on the, the Hopper situation suggest that it could be a future first. Right. That's our hearing of that this afternoon. And, and a player. And a player who, and again, we've had mooted this player on this, this show this year, um, Ivan Soldo, Ivan Soldo to, yeah. to potentially be the player that goes back. Yet, yet to be crunched out, but conversations are being had along those lines. Well, you can understand why the, the Giants would be after another Ruckman. So, um, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, they're bringing in players rather than loading up with midfielders. That they realise that they've got some holes on their list and – um, I think getting another Ruckman through the door would be a win for the Giants. It's not, not a surprise. Adam Kingsley, where's he been? There you go. Yeah. So there's a connection there that a new coach goes on board. It gives you an opportunity to bring someone else in that you've worked with. So that would make sense. I think that's the mechanism, I think, Damo, when you look at it, to be able to convince a player to move is you, you mm. appoint a new coach from an assistant at a club and you know the ones that you've got great relationships with yeah. that you can convince. It makes sense. And, and from the Ruck perspective for GWS, it's something they've always yeah. required, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and he's high end when, when it comes to being able to play 22 well, games at a club that wants to play 22 I, games I, with him. I think I think you see when the Giants were up and going, they had Mumford. And mm-hmm. Mumford was aggressive and they had the elite midfield and it really gave them an advantage on most teams. And that's what they've probably lacked over the last couple of years. Um whether Soldo's at that level, I haven't watched a lot of him mm. of late. But look, they're actually targeting something they do need on their list. Yeah, okay. And the other aspect of the, the Giants, and this will not go away, guys. The way trade periods work, the close of plays uh, next Wednesday evening, um, around about seven thirty, eight o'clock, whatever time it is. But until it's closed down, the, the names of Lockie Whitfield and, and Nick Haynes are going to be spoken about. They've been spoken about for some time. So the GWS has got guys on, on big contracts at a million dollars or thereabouts in, in Green, Canelio, Cali. Um, you've also got Haynes on something very close to that million-dollar figure. And Whitfield, I think, he's on a million dollars too, so it's from a, a back-ended nature. So there's big impost financially for, for any club that wants to explore possibilities around Whitfield and Haynes. But it's my understanding that uh, there is a conversation to be had for any club that wants to grab one or even both of those players. Obviously, the money comes with the contracts. And, and, yeah. and unlike what you've just outlined potentially with Jack Bowes, those players would want that money to be there because they're back-ended deals to, to help the club out to this point. But that, to me, will be something that just continues to be talked and chipped away at all the way through until until Wednesday. They're not, they're not knocking the door down from what I've been told, these clubs knowing the accessibility to these players, but in the backs of their minds, they're there. And they're both high-end at their best, but haven't had their best seasons now for, for yeah, some time. It's, um, Dave, it's just yeah. really interesting, isn't it, um, that, that the – the, the management of your total player payments is so critical yep. and how many players you have on long-term ca- contracts and how many players you have on these million-dollar contracts. And it's they've, they've obviously, they've obviously um, you know, been an interstate team, a, a fairly new side. They've, they've actually had to try and hold on to their young talent. Yep. But I reckon they've probably the last couple of years has felt the real pinch of mm. probably overpaying um, and I can understand why they they're probably overpaid because they they were in that window thinking can we can we go again? Um, it's probably hasn't worked out. Now they're on that rebuild in a sense. They're going to go young again um, to a degree. Um, so that management of how many players are on those big contracts and it's fine to pay them a lot of money, but it's the term of the contract and 
also, when you look at the term of contracts, are the increases of the TPP in there along the way? Because that is the one, mm. those increases is the one that really hurts the club. Because if you can get a 10% increase on, say, the salary cap's $14 million, it's $1.4 million. That's the saving that you can distribute to other players or other players that pop young players that help you keep your young talent. If those top five, six players, seven players get that full TPP increase, you basically half of it's gone. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, it gets you at the end. It's mm. a double whammy. You're trying to um, – the evolution of the group as it comes through, as Soss said, that to manage that cap and if you, you know, through different circumstances, you back end and think you can manage it and then someone evolves and comes through and you value that player more than what you have with a player that you're back ending. So you'll mm. give that contract thinking that you can manage in the, in the back end. It becomes a major problem. And so therefore, you know, then – players quite correctly that have been on good contracts and they've been asked to push their money to the back end now feel like, well, the the club still needs to obligate what it owes me yeah, because that was the legal contract that I signed. And now you've got to find a club that can accommodate you over a period of time. So I, I would imagine there'll be a lot of work going on this weekend once you get to Friday to try to position themselves for next week. It's a reset for those last three yep, days. Yeah, absolutely. And there's another player too who who once was the the prized recruit of the the Giants, and he's he's not now because of the time in the game and the, the banged up nature of his body. But Phil Davis, who's been so important to the, the establishment of that club's yeah. uh, ways, um, he's going into 2023 now. My understanding is that there was money owed to him from the, the work already completed. He's obviously going into 2023 with that as part of the backdrop and and with a fresh contract to do so in order to absorb that money that is already well and truly owed to him. And I would imagine he's probably taken a bit less to keep these other players there at the same time. So even with with that at play too, there's another player who's got money's owed prior to the season so that, about that, to start. That, that's the classic example of being squeezed in terms of back-ending, that you think, okay, we've got our players, our top six, seven, eight on these big contracts, long-term deals, and all of a sudden the only way you can – Bring a player in is go to your playing group, those top, and say, "Listen, can we back end some uh, back end some money, or can we give you an extra year and give you uh, put some money on top of that?" Mm. That's that's really the only way, other than probably getting one of those players. You're seeing what Collingwood are doing in terms of getting a, a big paid player out, out. Yeah. Um, but the return is you know minimal in terms of what you're getting back for that particular player. So. Um, they're all the complications uh, that come into uh, uh, managing your, your cap, and it's. Um, I, I just go back to. I just go back to. Um, you know th- that the increase in the TPP, where if you're on a million dollars and you've got a seven year deal, the guarantee it works both ways here. Is that sure? He, he, from a player's point of view, you go fantastic. I'm getting paid really good money. Yeah, and, and, and you can and, invest and, 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 on and, that money. And, yeah. and the club has given you seven years guaranteed here. The increase should never come that TPP increase because that's the security for the club a little bit to know. Well, you know, if things start going back the other way, particularly in your third, uh, your second and last, sorry, your, your, your second last last year, well, you do taper off. There's no way you should be getting more money in your last two years yeah. than, than you are in your first two years. You've got to have, you've got to have that risk mitigation. You have to. You, you, and at times, you know, the negotiation with the manager is, look, we, we need to – you've got to try to get the managers to be on board because 100%. they've got to understand the capacity that yeah. 
what ends up happening, you get squeezed at the end, right? The player comes to you in the club land, so where Soss and I have been. They say, if we go and get this player, we're a good chance of playing finals and winning a flag. So if we don't have, if clubs don't have that availability to be able to do that and get that free agent or go after that player because you've been squeezed with the cap, it comes detrimental to the club. And then the guy says, well, I'll go somewhere else now because I, mm. that's a better chance for me to win a flag. And, and I don't want to keep going back to the Giants because they, they got very close. In terms oh, of they, they got did. To the grand well, 2016, final. they lost a prelim yeah. by a kick. And then 2019, they made yeah. a grand final. So yeah. in, in other sports around the world, that's, they're, they're successful yeah. seasons. And, and you're celebrating that forevermore. Yeah. We, we don't in this system. But yeah. yeah. But they're... Um, you know, it, it, it could, could have got to a point where, you know, they did have all these players on these big contracts, but what was the one piece they could have got? They, they, they needed, but they couldn't get through because of the squeeze and yeah. because of where their cap was. Mm. And, and just before we shut that conversation down, this is why I love the insight that you two bring and, and, and sauce your, your, your way of configuring contracts. So when you talk about an increase in the future attached to the overall salary cap increase, can you as a manager and as a club, configure a, a, a portion yep. of the – yeah. So if it does go up 12.3%, you say, well, I'll, yeah. I'll get so half you, that rise. Or, yeah, well, yeah. you can go um, – look, you can do pretty much anything where it could be the full amount. So say – we're just saying that the salary cap goes up by 10%. Yep. You know, say, say it's $10 million, right? goes up by 10% next year. You've got an extra million dollars to play. From a club point of view, we'd be working really hard to say, no, you're on a, you're on a big you're on a big contract here, long term security, um, good money. Then the negotiation might start. Well, it's ten percent increase. What about if um, they might come back? Give us seven percent or five percent, and we'll sit here going, no. You say no, and then probably no, sign no. off at three and a half. Yeah, yeah. It may it may get to that point, yeah. but. You'd be batting really hard and trying to talk to the player and the manager and say, "This is our safeguard here." Yeah, we're giving and, you and, the long-term deal. And understand what deal. we're we're trying to we're actually trying to bring players into this club for you, you to become a better player as well, and for us to actually become a better team. And if you have contracts that have got incentives built into them for achieving bonuses along the way, yeah, if they then get added into the value of the salary for the next year. Oh, yeah. So there's a double whammy. Yeah. So you get the, you get the bonus, yep. gets added into your base for the next year, and you get a TPP increase. Attached to you, the that bonus. That 10% goes like in the blink of an eye, it's yeah. gone. That, that's exactly right. So say there's a new deal coming up and the players sign a seven-year deal, right? And after three years, they've asked you to push back. I know you're on a million dollars and they want you to put another 200000 on the last three years. And all of a sudden, the new deal's happened and there's a TPP increase of 10%. So you're getting ten percent on the two hundred thousand that you As well. push back. Increased, yeah. So all that comes yeah. into play. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's look, we understand that you've got to the athletes have got to maximise what they can. Absolutely, no problem with that yep. whatsoever. But it's just that it's the art of negotiating a stepped increase versus a a linked increase, linking the increase to a set portion so it doesn't blow you out to give you the opportunity to help bring players in for those for that club to vie in for. A premiership. Yep. Let's take a, a break. On the other side of it, we'll discuss the other news of the, the day. I want to chat to you, uh, Noves, about, about the St Kilda situation. You've helped review that club. You've spoken about that on the uh, on the late trade this year already. There's been, um, as we now know, an official announcement. We knew Jeff Walsh was going to be the uh, executive general manager of football. That is official today. I'll get your views on that on the other side of it. Uh, we'll touch, of course, on the Essendon Football Club situation, which uh, blew up yesterday when Andrew Thorburn lasted less than uh, 30 hours in the job as Chief Executive Officer. And 
A heap more news attached to the trade period of 2022. This is Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. More shortly. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Well, I, I think just from reading some notes recently that he's a player that's been discussed. So I can't be any more honest than that. I know that our list management team have, have, have discussed him with, with their list management group uh, or the list management group. But again, where it's at, I don't know. But... So being as transparent as I, as I can, yep. the, uh, the, the the name has certainly been mentioned in, in some of the list management group um, uh, notes or minutes, yeah. It's the voice of Jeff Walsh, the newly announced executive general manager of football at St Kilda Football Club, talking about the Geelong player, Asava Rattagalia. Guys, we've known for some time that that Jeff Walsh was going to assume that role at the Saints and and take over the football department. He'd been um, a consultant at various clubs over the last uh, recent time, uh, a successful administrator at North Melbourne and Collingwood mainly in his his long time in football. And Nobs, I'll have a chat to you about him at the moment. He came in to North Melbourne where he'd twice been football operations manager, also a CEO when he walked out on the club at one stage to take a role at, at Collingwood. Came back in this year at the board's request to review the department and and produced a, a report which led to a lot of changes, including the position of, of yourself as, as coach. Yep. But before I just throw it to you, um, you, and then we reported this, and you spoke about this on Late Trade this year, you then went to St Kilda, separate to all of this, obviously, asked by the board, asked by Andrew Bassett to assist that club in reviewing the St Kilda Footy Club, and, and Jeff Walsh comes out of that review, which you were part of, not, not totally in control of it, part of, uh, as, the, as a person who was going to now head that football club's department. There's a, there's a link there between the, the two of you. There's an irony, isn't there? Walsh is. comes is that, in. Is that what it is? I get the sack. I go to St Kilda and he gets a job. <laughs> it's, I'm going to ring him and see if he's job share. <laughs> so <laughs> at least you, a slab or something. You, you helped him out, but he hasn't really helped you out. <laughs> look, it's uh, look. I get on with Walshy terrifically well. I've got no axe to grind. He had a job to do. Um, the difference, I think, Damo, is that did he speak to you as part of that review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had an interview. We had a couple of chats along the way. So um, he came in and said, "Look, you know, I, I'm tasked with doing a review." I didn't ask the, the detail. It wasn't for me, and that was privy between him and the board. Yep. Um, I said, you can have access to any meeting, any piece of information that you need to, nothing to hide. Um, so, yeah, so difference, he had a direct report back to the board. Um, mine was more to sit in the the end-of-season review with Lethers and Andrew and, and simply be an independent voice and, um, I guess, things that they – I guess they asked me what things I'd seen that had worked, things that they were doing that, you know, areas of improvement, that type of thing. So that was the essence of it. And I think at the end of the day, they were looking for a, a mentor to come in and sort of help as Lethers moves in out of the footy department into the CEO role. Mm. So, But yeah, good on him. Well done. It's yeah. good to have those guys. It's a bit like for me, it's a bit like Scotty going back to Essendon. You know, the there's finding, you know, general managers with high level of successful experience is difficult. It's really difficult. It's a real dearth in our our game to bring some administrators through in that in that space. Which is why, and we we spoke to you about the the vacancy at the AFL 
um, yeah. administration now created by Brad Scott going to Essendon and, and where you and, and your skill set and your CV, I, I think, would naturally appeal to, to the people who have to make the decision there. And there's others who are in that race, obviously. But you're right. And, and so you, you've come across people, I mean, you work with Gubby Allen, a, a person of that ilk who's been around for a long time and knows where all the bodies are buried and, and, and knows, you know, how to get a club successful. And, and, and that's not easy for everyone to do, but is not, not afraid to to make tough calls. Um, not everyone is capable of doing that. No, I mean, experience is, um, it's critical to any footy club and to have some wise heads around it. And it's important to have youth as well. Like mm. um, people mm. have got some energy and new ideas. So there's, a, you, you need a good blend. Um, but certainly within your football department, you, you, you need experience. And they, they, they're, um, they're dealing with issues every day. Like, yeah. It was almost um, my experience is when there was a day where there were no issues. You just knew the next day there were going to be issues. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it, that, that's that's yeah. what that's what footy's like, you know. It's it's just, um, but you need you need people that who have had experience. They know how to deal with problem solving. Have been there before. Um, sure, they've made some mistakes along the way. They they know they're they're happy to admit. You know what? I could have done this better. Next time that problem comes up, they they know what they need to do. There's um, effectively nothing they haven't seen. Is no, there? exactly I mean, right. There's not nothing as bad as St Kilda probably is in in, in terms of when Josh's taking over. There's nothing that he won't have seen. But but, many but there's times always before. there's always there are there, you're right what you're saying. They most things they've seen, but there's always something new that you've got to deal with. I mean, we see what's happening in the footy world over the last two three weeks. Like they're they're things that you never thought were going to happen, but they do happen. They pop up. Um, the, the new things that come up, though, there's a calmness because they understand the process. They yep. know how to get the information or if you can't get the information, where to go to. Like, yep. That's the benefit of someone like Walshy coming in to, to help trend or to move the Saints into the direction that they want to go is that there's there's a wealth of connections and information that he's got that will be able to help them answer some of the questions that they they want have to you, get, get better. Have you, in your time, have you seen handover consistently where there is this experienced person that he's helping where he may come in for, you know, whether it's three, four years, but you know he's grooming the next person underneath. Has that happened enough in AFL circles, do you think? Probably not. I think I don't think the succession plan is has been that great, probably in our in no, our cover. Um again, I just it's a question that notice so, so I I'm I've got a recollection that Simon Lloyd t- taking over from Stephen Hawking, who took over from um, or you know, who who then then went to the AFL, but then he's come back and taken yeah. from I Charlie mean, Gardner with Tom. Charlie Gardner with Tom did it yeah. pretty well. Like there was a, actually Tom from Andrew Island, yeah. Tom Harley from Andrew yeah. Island. I mean, there's been some examples, and there's clearly a few more. But you're yeah. right; it's not necessarily something that is set out, is it? And and the Geelong Footy Club, which is which is clearly a, a place of choice now from a lot of people. Even the the Stephen Wells moving out with Andrew Mackey moving in, it's yeah. um they do they they've got the luxury of identifying these positions and how they should. Look I, in I, a few I think that's time. a great move. I mean. I mean, Wellesie's just had a years and years of experience, yeah. and for Andrew Mackey to have worked under him for a few years and then step into that role, um, but still know that you know if he does, if there is a problem or he hasn't come across something, that he can actually go back to Wellesie and mm. and actually mm. say, well, listen, how would how would you deal with this? Now it might, might you may deal it in a deal with it in a different way in today's society or the way uh, today works, but at least you know someone who has come across it and, you know, you can either use 90%, 100% of it or 60% of that the way he, he would have fixed or, or dealt with the problem. Mm.
So, yeah, the Jeff Walsh uh, being appointed uh, general manager of uh, football at St Kilda. Uh, they're still pretty keen, the Saints, without being linked to too many players out, outside of that, that one that we just heard Jeff Walsh speak about, Asava Radagalia. But, um, look, I know there's enough people at that footy club who, who feel they could still try and get something in, but they're, they're not a, uh, a destination club, unfortunately, right now, are they? And that, that's not to pick apart exactly what, what, what's going on there, but, but there's no player wanting to choose them at the moment with, with, with the Saints. Have they done a deal today, the Saints? They, they got Zane Cordy through. We touched yeah. on that yesterday. Yeah, yeah as so a free agent. One. Yeah, there's one wanting to go there to the Saints. Yeah, but I'm talking, with, again, without wanting to put Zane Cordy down, someone who's probably not going to change ladder position. Yeah. They'll, they'll, he'll play a lot of footy and he'll help them. And, and I, I rate him, by so the way. So does Radigley want to leave the Cats, does he? Or what's the story there? Does well, he want to stay? Speaking of Andrew Mackey only a few moments ago, he was asked that directly on Monday this week at the opening officially at Marvel Stadium. Yep. And, and the, the words that came out of his mouth, and he's not a, he doesn't want to, not want to muck around, um, contracted, we want him. So, well, that's, and loyalty is really important there, would you say? Yeah. It's a bit, loyalty, doesn't mean one. is loyalty important to you? It is no. to me, yeah. Well, I don't know, Nobes, but I was told earlier today that we mightn't have had Damo <laughs> actually. Um, is that right? My, 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 my mail was Am I going to get were, sacked twice in we one We were year? left. <laughs> us two were left to take over the show because Damo had a better offer. Is that right? Is, that, is that right, Damo? Damo? I wouldn't say it was a better offer. Uh, what I will my, say, and you just set me up geez. here nicely. No, no, no. What, what, what Josh Jenkins in the lead chair again. Poor Ben Lyme was, honestly, yeah, what, what I, I had to console him outside there. there. May he have didn't been... know what to do. I, I I tried to do some readings, right, but it wasn't pretty. So <laughs> I said, Dave, no way. Can you bring us back no, from an ad break? Bring no, us no, back no, pretend no, ad break. No, I don't do it that well myself. No, so how, how would you no, do it? Let's go to a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I, what I will say in your response there, Stossen, well well done there. Um, I, I might have had, I, I might have been dealing with, with with something that I may have had to have prioritised over right. you. Is all that right? But in the end, right. upon dealing with that, uh, that other issue just disappeared or at You're least right. got delayed, okay, and I might be able to do it outside of oh, the great, hours of Great this. to have you back, though, <laughs> Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for covering. <laughs> uh, throw to a break, can you, Sauce? Okay, we're going to a break. <laughs> the Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Welcome back to The Late Trade on AFL Trade Radio. What are you doing, Sus? Well, I've taken over, haven't yeah, I? Yes, well done. Yeah. You're listening yeah. to huh? Continental Tyres <laughs> AFL Trade Radio. Trade up the Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Yes, I was going to put you in the background, but, <laughs> well, I, but yeah. I didn't have to in the end, and I'm sorry. But You're not important, Dave. Sometimes the priorities have to uh, be adhered to. Hey, Nobes, speaking of priorities, yep. uh, picks, Brisbane Lions and Giants had a little exchange before. Pick 21 and a few. Future second goes to the Lions. Uh, pick 15 goes to the Giants. You've uh, put your little thinking cap on about that. And uh, what's that mean for the uh, Josh Dunkley acquisition? Well, I, I think it's only the start of maybe some manoeuvring that Brisbane will do for, for points. They're trying to, I think they're trying to position themselves for Dunkley. Might be a future first and second um, to get him through the door, as well as trying to increase their, their point value at some point for the two Ashcroft and Fletcher that are right. going to come through the door. I, look, I still think, I think Soss mentioned it earlier in the week, I think Brisbane would be okay to go into deficit at some point. We have flagged that. that. Is. Yeah. yeah, so I, I, think they'd, I think they'd be comfortable with that. Not too much, but a little bit overs, which only might, depending on where they finish next year, just might move them 
back in the order by two spots. Okay. For example. Plus, they get the discount. So, explain that again. I get a 20% discount on a father-son. Okay. Yeah. So, that that the, the amount that they've got to put forward is reduced by 20%. So, that helps them. And then if the picks, if Fletcher's later, they might... They might nearly squeeze him and get him for for nothing. So, okay, yeah, on so, the twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. So really, if you if you think that Ashcroft's number one pick, three thousand points, twenty percent discounts, they're going to pay two thousand four hundred points. Okay, for Ashcroft. Okay, that's a big saving. No, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. And and even if they do go into deficit, they've still got the number one play in the land this year. Yeah. You, you know, like, so yeah. you look at someone like Nick Dacos, for instance, that. Now the Pies were able to get him at pick four, like huge. Hmm. Um, so you know when when they when their father sons or academy plays and you can get them and you know they're really rated. If you're going to go into deficit, you're trying not to go into def- deficit, but really it means nothing. Yep, heard a couple of callers who uh, have wanted to hang on and speak about this Brisbane Lions situation with Dunkley and whatever it is that else they may do, and we'll go to them now. It's uh, Brett in Broadmeadows. Hi, Brett. Yeah, g'day. How are you? Well, mate. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I don't know why Brisbane done that trade swap. Uh, I don't know why they just don't um, offer up players that they don't use instead of um, trading back because it doesn't help us get Dunkley at all. It actually makes it harder. Yeah, it'll it'll be in the fullness of time, I think, Brett. What will happen is it'll be – this will just be the first move. I think Dom Ambrogio I've worked with is very strategic. It'll be the first move of a couple of moves where he'll manoeuvre that list um, – sorry, manoeuvre their picks for points. And at the same time, I'm sure they're thinking around the Dunkley. The difficulty we have, mate, as we've mentioned before, is that if a player doesn't want to leave, you can't force a player to go. So that, that's the difficulty of not offering a player per se. And I'm sure they would have already had that discussion between Brisbane and, and the Bulldogs. Brett, thanks for your call. We'll stick with this theme. Head to Alstonwick here in Victoria. Joel. Hi, Joel. Hey, guys. I uh, hope you're well. Um, just with this pick swap, I've got a hypothetical for both. So I'll go with the Dunkley one first. Um, so Brisbane's future first next year and either of the picks they got from GWS, so pick 21 this year or their future second, um, should be enough for Dunkley. And then trade the other GWS pick um, and our future second pick for a first round of this year and use that on Ashcroft. Um, I hope that wasn't too confusing, but I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. You lost me, Joel. I think Dave was writing it down. So no, he's right on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. And, what, and what might happen is that the second part of that, Joel, might not happen until draft night oh, yeah. to, to manoeuvre their way around. So, yeah. that, so we've got to keep in mind that that's now an open playing field all the way through until the draft. So you can manoeuvre your way through to a point through the trade. Yes. And then... Even after trade too, can't you? Before draft. You can shift things around to get little deals done where you increase it by a couple of hundred points or 400 points, and that stops you going into deficit at the end of the day. Right. The the ability to move on the run. Joel, thanks for your your call. Let's go to Ben now in Strathmore. Hi, Ben. Hey, boys. How you going? Good, mate. That's good. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty big Bulldog supporter, and I'm a bit shattered that Dunkley's leaving, but since they've done this pick swap with GWS. Um, is there any like fringe players that they could offer up to the dogs? Because I don't really know if any Lions players have expressed their, you know, want to leave the club. 
Um, I'm not too sure about fringe players. Generally, um, I, I, well, I know um, Sam Powell's generally he, he picks his player, he, he he does his homework on it, and um, gets and and obviously tries to get them through the door. So. I'm not too sure they're just going to pick anyone that mightn't be for getting the sake a game of for it. the sake of yeah. it. So, but um, they are very strategic. Yeah, they are. They're, they're as, strategic. as much as any club. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm not too sure that's going to happen. Yep. Ben, thanks for your call. Uh, Lachlan on the text uh, machine here. Sauce uh, in with sauce out with Damien. He's very <laughs> happy with your hosting there. So, and he liked liked what he saw. So, uh, I thought, hey, I you know, was pretty good. I yeah, thought you were very good. I yeah. you, and you stitched me up nicely. You hey, were, uh, you weren't going to do it. No. <laughs> You got something egg sauce. Just... I've, I've tried to do it with Joe a couple of times, you know, because she can just get it out, not a problem. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> that famous ad that we play at least once a year on the Sunday Footy Show with you and Lloydie. Oh, one, one of his holding bananas. Banana. That was yeah, that's right. Well, the yeah. banana itself isn't in the shot. It's yeah. it's obviously been inserted into the shot post uh, filming yeah. and. You're both. Yeah, uh, that was a Lamana, uh, Lamana banana ad. Oh, he's connected yeah. to Lamana. That's correct. Yeah. That's a, took us about two or three days to shoot that ad. <laughs> and then you you looked like you were getting on well those days, and then you went gifted apart, didn't you? You didn't we, like each other for a while. You used to belt uh, each other up on the ground, and then you had that famous moment on Footy Classified. What happened? Where, you, where you went head to head. It was oh, a riveting was, live that TV. That was did you see that night? for TV. Yeah, I did. I do remember that. It was that. good TV, wasn't I thought it? you were going to jump Lord, the got a few early stage. blows. And well, you, yeah. I arrived that day thinking I'm just going to sit on this panel thing, and then all of a sudden I'm on the other <laughs> the side. Front, yeah. oh, the hot seat. I was yeah. in the hot seat. No room for the faint-hearted in those what? days. Yeah. You know what? I, 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 you've got to attack, don't yeah. you? <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit back here. <laughs> so I had the four of them. Great. It's great. Oh, yeah, it really was. I was just watching on TV at home, and I, was, I didn't know who, to, who won the fight, but I think you both came out fine. And then um, then we got you together again on Trade Radio a couple of years later, and yeah. you're good now, aren't you, again? Yeah, yeah no problem. You had some great battles. Oh, he's a star player. He was. Yeah. Seriously. Good looking right duo point. too, knows, wasn't it? Yeah, full back, Absolutely. full forward. Yeah. Uh, right, let's take a break. No, who are you reviewing today? The Tigers. Tigers. Do we do that next? Yep. Let's do that on the late trade. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires trade up to Continental Tires. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. David Noble to review the very intriguing Richmond Football Club next. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Nobles Nows for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. We've stuck with Nobles now, so we contemplated Noble Nose, David's Dissection, Nobability, Knowables, and even the, uh, I think it was the chemistry link, wasn't it, Nobles? The, yep. the Noble Elements we went with for one day, but we're back to Nobles now, so it's become a, a key part of the late trade at Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio, and it's a... It's a club that's done a lot of work and is about to do a lot more in this particular trade period coming off an elimination finals loss this year. It was a, a result that they felt was uh, unders for, for what they thought they were capable of. Uh, the Richmond Football Club, where do you see them? Yeah, I, I like what they're doing again. Um, I think they've been moving in that space for a while now as to what they're actually doing and restocking. Um, from a growth perspective, Damo, I think, I've actually got them as an opportunity to grow. I think the seven, um, with a couple of guys that are coming in in Taranto and Hopper, it only makes them better for me. 
Saldo might be a bit of a loss, um, you know, out of the ruck from from that side of things. But you know, Short had a great year. Rioli off half back, you know, I, I think he's really good, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. so terrific in in that sense. So I still think they've got some opportunity to, to grow. And I think in the in the sense of where I see the team growing is what they can now possibly do with Cochin and Martin, with Hopper and Taranto coming in. You look at the, what they did with Selwood and, you know, not so mm. much Paddy, but, you know, the management of those guys this year with the Premiership team might actually, don't be surprised if, you know, Richmond or Arbor will sort of follow a same sort of path or mm. vice versa. Colin Geelong might be following a bit of a similar path to Richmond. That's exciting in that perspective alone, isn't it? Absolutely. And if you can get Prestia fit, like I, I would think yeah. that, he was there for most of the year, but I would also think in the back of their mind, the ties are going, we need to keep restocking in the midfield. I think the mid is an area where they've they've needed to go to and they've done it pretty well with what they're going to give up. Um, and maybe some defence in the end is where I think they can grow. Uh, develop them. Oh, they're a pretty mature team. I've probably got them down as a five. I think, you know, again, they're a bit of a watch and see for me in the next couple of years as to with what they're doing with their draft picks. They're still going to need to have talent coming through. Sometimes you can afford to take them a bit later in the draft. You know, you don't necessarily need your top end. If you've got great faith in your recruiting guys, they can find some little bargains for you as you go through. So, uh, but I've got them as a five, really stable club. Um, you know, even the transition now of moving into a new president, yeah. you know, the seamless, seamless, yeah. Yeah. really well done. I've got them as a nine. They're, they're right up there. Coach is stable. Um, good game plan continues to tweak and improve. Um, you know, long-time CEO who's you know, probably in the race for head office. Um, so really stable. Um, vulnerability, I, I think they're pretty low for me. The only area I'd bring them back is their picks. So they, they're using a lot of their early picks now to get Taranto and Hopper in. So and, again, and a future first-rounder, potentially yep. too, for the for the Hopper part. Now, Jack Graham, if Jack doesn't stay, they might end up with, I don't know, what do we think, first? Probably second, not first, maybe second. End of second, mid, mid, mid second, to end something. Second. So yeah, yep. they might end up still being able to, to bring something in through there. So I think they're in a good space there. And I still think in the premiership window, I've probably got them about one o'clock. I think they've got a couple of more mm-hmm. throws at it before they'd need to sort of restock and yep. and, and go again. So um, I still think for me, out of the top eight, I think they're the ones that can really bounce. Right. And get back up there yep. pretty quick. Is uh, Just before I throw it to Sauce to get his take on what you've just said there, Nobs, the back line, is that a slight area of concern with the, the age and stage of a couple of those guys there? Obviously, it is a bit. I mean, they got Tarrant Robbie. And, yeah, they got Robbie yeah. last year from North. Um, it was a Took great, a while to get going, but but was good there for a period. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he did. A great team runner for, for North. But um, yeah, so I think the tools, you know, another defender um, for me would be, and I caught he's gone to St Kilda, but that type of player yep. that, you know. Do you lock Bolter use. in there? Do you just, yep. You're just playing there. Yeah. Well, and and Gr- Grimes obviously was a, was a bit banged up at times this yeah. year too. Yeah, I mean, Bolter can go at both ends of the ground, but I like the fact that he's just a aggressive big defender <laughs> that just mark, intercept, kill the ball. Like, that's what I like. And I think it gives you momentum coming off that, that half-back line. So, yep. But wouldn't be surprised to see him forward. So it's the, um, the, the loss to the Lions in the elimination final. They weren't happy. They, they felt they could go, at, I want to say, all the way to at least the grand final. Um, and I think their form at best said they could. Uh, how do you see them going? In yeah, I, I, I thought they were. They played some really good footy, but they won Richmond-like when they did lose those mm. close games. Yeah. That they, they usually get themselves over the line. So there were, you could see there was an element of frustration in the coach's box when things weren't happening and they were losing those close games. I agree with Nobes. Maybe that extra tall defender would, um, as a bit of a safeguard, would be 
would be great for, for, for the Tigers, particularly with Grimes. He seems to start yeah. getting some injuries. He was quite injury prone early in his career. Yeah, he was with soft yeah, tissue yeah, and hamstring. And, whether yeah. that's coming now later in his career, yeah, yeah. even Les Stewart, um, you know, he, he's, he, he's up and down a bit with injury. Um, but uh, I think their midfield is to bring in Hopper and Taranto and the mix of, you know, Prestia won't have to t- do all the bullocking work. Yeah. Martin can play some time forward. Taranto can play some time forward. They've got the speed of Bolton. Um, they've still even got Cochin, who might get out on the loop now. Not so much attention. Won't have to play big minutes at all. Um, and even youngsters like Ralph Smith you yeah. know, brings that run. So I really like where they are, and um, I, I think they're going to. I think they should finish around top four or five. Could Cochin go to halfback? Possibly, possibly. You know, mm. like he can play wing, he can play halfback. Like they've got some real flexibility with him now, not yep. having to go mm. into the centre bounce. Yep. The yep. ability for him to hold his ground. I think they did try it, didn't they, early, early days in 2022 for, for yeah. parts of games. And then he, he had a really good impact, a sizable impact when they got going, I yeah. reckon, with that surge. That, well, I that, think they ended up moving Rioli back there, who gave him a bit more bite. That. Um, yeah. But to be able to, you know, I, I suppose I look at the experience with Hodge, to be able to manage that back end and, yep. and your back six and hold it mm. in good position, he's ideal for that I, role. I, yeah, I think I think he could play that role. The the ones the one thing I look at times over over time where midfielders, particularly aging midfielders that have been really good players, have gone back. Yeah. Mm. They're good when their team's going well, but they haven't got when the team's battling a little bit and they go back, I think they get found out a little bit in terms of the defensive side of things. Yeah. Mm. Sure, when they've got control of the ball, they know how to play. They yeah. can run, they'll mm. use the ball and they'll look great and they can do a lot of damage. So a lot may depend on how much um how much uh control I think the Richmond midfield would have mm. if he was to go back. There's no doubt you need midfield pressure. There's there's no doubt, but you also be able to play him in sort of a non-defensive sort yep. of role, but you do. There's a point in time we've got to defend. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But there's a couple in the comp that don't. No, there are, there are, and <laughs> a couple. And, and the <laughs> Richmond team's got probably the one who, who refuses to the most, isn't he, Dustin Martin? So when when he needs to, um, let's take a break. Uh, we'll get uh, the uh, the response to Richmond supporters if you want to give it. Um, not immediately, but uh, probably in about 15 minutes time. We need to take a break because we need on the other side of it to speak with. Jaden Hunt, former Melbourne player, now West Coast Eagle. That to come next on The Late Trade for MEGT. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Stephen Silvani, David Noble, Damien Barrett with you on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. This is the late trade for MEGT and it's time now to have a chat with very, very good footballer in Jaden Hunt, former Melbourne, now West Coast Eagle as a result of a free agent exchange. Jaden, thanks for your time on the late trade. Uh, easy guys, good to be here. Now that it's all said and done, uh, take us through the the why and and when you knew that uh, the Eagles were going to be your your club of choice. Yeah, sort of speaking to my manager this year, uh, being out of contract, uh, I decided to leave it till the end of the year. Just wanted to sort of focus on uh, getting the D's deep in finals and things like that. So it's really happened the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of options around, and West Coast came came to the party and I thought, um, yeah, why not Why not hit what they got to say? And once I sort of 
sort of gave it a bit more thought. I thought, what a good opportunity for a fresh start in a new state um, with a, a team that's hopefully on the improve. Yeah, you can see the the benefits of it, of it from the outside looking in. Was the uh, the time you spent in in Perth uh, as a, as a team in in twenty twenty one, which obviously resulted in the the premiership, and and you unfortunately missed that when you when you came out of the team late in the season with injury. But did you sort of develop a, a rapport with the city itself in in that period? And is that why it may have appealed to you when it was put to you officially that you could join the the Eagles? Yeah, it's probably definitely uh, a factor. I actually uh, spent obviously that time in Perth, but then travelled around WA itself for three or four weeks after the season uh, because obviously Melbourne was still in lockdown and Perth was free free as anything and just absolutely loved it. I'm a very outdoors type and Perth suits that to a T. So I definitely think that's a factor. Jaden Stiesel-Varney here. Well done. Um, why why West Coast? What, what, what did they present to you and why were your reasons to, to be picking West Coast, the club that you want to play? Yeah, it was twofold. With a football sense, um, just speaking to Simo, a few of the coaches and stuff, I think they re- decided to go after me to bring that speed to the game. It's probably something that uh, I haven't had as much as I did early in, the, in my career the last two years. I've sort of been playing that more lockdown, real defensive role. So I think out on Optus, a pretty fast deck, um, and the license to use my speed, which is my greatest asset, to really bring fast ball move and take a bit of risk with the ball. Just, yeah, I like a coach that backs that, and I think that's where I play my best footy, that attacking game. You certainly do. Unusual for a Victorian to uh, go over to the West. It's a good get by West Coast. Yeah, for sure. But having spoken to a few of the boys, a few Melbourne guys that have gone over there and a few friends outside of footy, uh, from all reports, most actually end up staying there. So yep. I think once it sort of gets you in, it sounds like a pretty good place to live. David Noble, mate, uh, well done on the move. You would have spent some time with Simo. What areas did he say that they're likely to tweak next year in the in the game plan? Are they going to keep something similar or are they getting a bit more aggressive from a, a run? Kennedy's retired. You know, Oscar Allen needs to sort of try to get back in the team. Did he give you any insights as to what they were planning through pre-season? Well, yeah, I think he was talking about, yeah, that more attacking style. And that's one of the reasons, yeah, they've got me across. So I think, yeah, adding a bit more attacking, a bit more speed to their game. And hopefully with a few more um, of the better players on the field this year, I definitely think it can be a pretty quick bounce back. Haven't spoken to Luke Jackson at all, have you, by getting him in there in the door as well? Well, I've said a couple of things. I'd, I'd love to have Jacko <laughs> by my side, for sure. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. What have your other uh, former teammates said about your, your new career choice, Jaden? You're, you're a really tight bunch there at the, the Demons, and, and you were central to a lot of the uh, you know the, the goings-on that made the club so great and made the, the team gel. Uh, what have they, uh, what have they sort of sent you off with? Yeah, a few of them were quite surprised, but yeah, speaking to my uh, close mates, they were... They were they were just saying to me, just do what's best for you. Um, I'll always stay in contact with them. And it's great that I'm sort of leaving a club with no bad blood, um, which is a great, which is a good thing. It's a fresh, fresh thing. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit surprised at start. But then once I sort of explained to them what's going on, they were really supportive, which was great. And, and that uh, reference there, as, as Nobes just asked you, with Luke Jackson, uh, d- d- is, it, is it a 1% possibility you could convince him to, to change his mind on the, the club of his choice? 
Oh, I don't think it'll be me that gets him over the line, but you never know if there's a few going at him. Um, yeah, I actually don't know what he's thinking, so um, I just get some saying, oh, I'd love to have you by my side. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yep. Frustrations of, of this year coming off the, the, the premiership of 2021. I mean, it was a, a season that was, was thereabouts. It certainly started really well. Then the struggles that, that hit after round 10 and then the, the regaining of the form, the, the making of a, you know, the finals. But, but it just never really clicked, did it, when you, you needed it to this year? Yeah, we definitely felt that as well. I think we showed glimpses of our best, which sort of stood up against any team anywhere, really. But it was only a quarter here and there. We just couldn't get that sort of four-quarter performance, especially late when it mattered. So, yeah, it was a real sort of sour feeling going out in straight sets. Um, Everyone was quite flat. So I'm sure, and I hope they do improve next year. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing them bounce back as well. You might have an earlier start to the, the preseason, given, uh, given you're going to a, a football club that uh, didn't make finals uh, compared with coming off one that, that did. So what are the plans between now and, and start of uh, the preseason for the Eagles? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to head away tomorrow overseas for a few weeks and then got a few things to tidy up in Melbourne. And then, yeah, I'll head over west sort of a couple of weeks before preseason to settle into the place and get to know the boys a bit better before sort of hit day one, uh, all, things, all things blazing, really. Have you worked out who you're uh, going to be uh, rooming with or, or bunking down with just in those early days before you, you find your own setup? Uh, really no idea yet. It's all, all happened really quick, so haven't yeah, thought that too far ahead. But, yeah, I went over there last week, got a good feel of the place, sort of the areas that I reckon I could live in, and, yeah, I'm just really excited. Nah, great. Hey, thanks for, for sharing that story today on The Late Trade. Easy. No, thanks for having me, boys. Thank you, Jaden Hunt there. I think that's a really good choice for what it's worth, guys. I just think I can just see him <laughs> dominating uh, down those uh, those wings off the half bank at Optus Stadium there. I think it's a it's a sort of uh, play that, that I think West Coast needs. They need yeah. a spark of sorts. They have had no spark of any nature for the last couple of years, really. And uh, I think he's uh, going to be a really good pickup. Yeah, they, they need a line breaker. Yeah. They need some run and, uh, yeah, good pickup. They, they can... Duel him up with Gaff on one side, you know, from that side of things, that, mm. that bit of extra run. So Gaff doesn't have to necessarily come back all the time. He can stay up in that midfield a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I think it's a really smart selection. Good good club. They're well organised. Um, he'll, he'll fit in. And he's right. There's not a lot that go over there that come back. Yeah. They, they do a great yeah. job on retaining the players that they go after. Yep. And the lifestyle attached to, to what... The Melbourne teams, uh, or, or most teams, saw when they did bunker down for that latter half or latter stages of the 2021 season. Melbourne was one of them. They, they had a couple of good uh, resorts that they stayed in, and, and clearly, as you heard Jaden there, he embraced that aspect of it, despite the frustrations that he clearly suffered by uh, by not unfortunate for him, unfortunately, not being able to get back into the team despite playing 20 matches in that premiership winning year of 2021. Let's take a break. Uh, we haven't had a proper crack at the uh, the calls to this stage of today's late trade program so let's open up the lines one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight george i know you've been waiting for a while we'll get to you first on the other side of this for continental tires afl trade radio the late trade for megt build your winning team with megt australia's apprenticeship and employment experts visit megt.com.au today and chemist warehouse great savings every day from chemist warehouse 
Taking your calls on Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. George, you've been on the line for a while. Apologies for taking uh, a few moments to get to you, mate, but far away. You're calling from Perth. G'day, George. Um, uh, thanks for um, um, calling me. Um, I'd like to just um, um, get like a, a bit of information on uh, Fremantle about Corbett and Jeremy Sharp. And also about and uh, Tipper coming to uh, Freer, where that stands. Okay, we I'll start with the Tip and Woody question there, George. Uh, Scott Lucas, his manager, said yesterday his situation had changed. This is all on Trade Radio, and that yeah, he was uh, very keen to get back into the AFL system. The club at which he formerly played, Essendon, is interested, but also the Dockers was the other club of choice. Um, in terms of the other options there, Corbett and Sharp guys, I don't have anything um, fresh to uh, offer on on those two players. No, but. Uh... Like Sharp is a Western Australian, yep. um, really good runner. Currently uh, Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Suns, but yep. not getting a regular game. Or um, am I wrong in saying that? He had a few. Yeah, he's yep. so it's a bit strange that they they traded their what was it their mid first round compensation yep. pick away for him, and then really it's what that was three years ago. Yep. We just I reckon, think, and then he's couple. he's been moved on, but obviously he must want to get back to WA. But he he'll provide some run. Uh, and Corbett, you you probably know a little bit more about. Yeah, but. good mark. Can play either end of the ground. Actually, um, I think in the VFL or the yeah the VFL as they played in this year, I think they saw him more forward mm. to come in and um, press his his spot for selection. So he'd fit in pretty well, I think, in that sense. Jumps at the ball pretty hard. So from that side of things, yeah, he both of those guys would fit. Would fit, yeah, okay. Yeah. Particularly if they're going to lose, say. Lob, and we talked about Frio before needing some, you know, Amos up in that forward end. Yeah. They probably need another big body up in that that forward end. Yep, George, thanks for your call. Thanks for holding on. Let's said to uh, from Perth to Tassie now. Alex has joined us. Hi, Alex. Hi, um, David and Stephen. Um, both of you might be able to answer this. I was just intrigued, Stephen. I was um, reading about your um, Jack Bowes choosing Geelong as his destination. Um, I'm intrigued. Obviously, they get pick seven and they've got pick eighteen. I'm intrigued to know how will they go about using pick seven and pick eight and obviously trying to um, fit Bruin and Henry in. But also, David, you might be able to answer this. Um, obviously, North have got pick one, but also with Jason Horn francis does that um, does their pick one and then the pick they get from Port Power, does that um, dictate what they might choose to automatically pick at the draft or target? It'll depend, I think, on what they end up doing with Horn Francis as to what they get in the door, whether or not they get a, a player um, will be an interesting one, I think, Alex, as to how that plays out. Um, Cats have got some options with both now coming in. Mm. With, with those two first first round picks, they can take some high-end talent. They can move one into next year. You know, the draft, you know, supposedly is maybe a bit better next year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I thought... You might have been leaning towards maybe with that pick coming in, can Geelong get first pick? Ooh. They'd need to add something in there, but the seven coming in with 18. Ooh, okay. It, and then, you know, it, it it gives them options. That might be worth discussing and delving a little bit deeper on uh, it before you leave today at 5 o'clock, Dave. So we might pick you up on that topic in a, mm. in a few moments' time. Alex, thanks for your call. Let's uh, head back to Perth now. Luke also wants to talk about a player just mentioned then. Hi, Luke. Oh, hi, Damo. I'm just looking at Jason Horn-Francis. 
So future first and pick eight, I think would definitely be in the deal. But I feel as if there has to be another player for it to get done. I was looking at it. So Zach Butters is ruled out. Just read Riley Bonner has that ruled out. Is that is that true? Riley Bonner. Yeah, again, his name's been thrown up. I, I, I don't feel it's going to be a clincher for, for what North wants out of that. I mean, they, they did want um, Butters to be part of it, and that has, that has, been, that has been ruled. Now, I understand that totally. Um, look, I, I don't claim to know how it's going to get done other than my, my take on it, Luke, is that it's, it's going to need to be two inside ten um, as, as, a, as a broad sort of take on, on, on how that looks. And I know that doesn't naturally present given what's on the table right now is Port Adelaide's number eight. And, and even that's not officially on the table yet, but that's what, the, uh, what they've got access to with their own pick. And to offer a future first, well, that could be as far back as 15, 16, even you know, 17, 18 if they make a grand final next year, which they are planning to do. So... Yeah, I, I don't have a an up-to-date line of sight on it because I don't think the, the two clubs in question at this stage do either. But thank you for your call. Tom now in Surrey Hills. Hi, Tom. Hello, mate. Big fan of the show. I'm um, just wondering about Jack Bowes. There's a potentially likely to be any fight back from the clubs. Just around the deals, looks like it'll be a little bit controversial considering, you know, we've never really seen anything like Pick 7 being handed over. Yeah, a sort of salary dumping kind of move. You know, if, is there any going to be something about the structure of contracts, you know, back-ending, considering, you know, Geelong are the reigning premiers? Yeah, it's a great point you raised, Tom, from the, from the broader and, and the bigger picture perspective. But, but I suppose when it comes to it, 17 footy clubs have known this is the situation. And and, and as Sauce, I think it was, said, or maybe it was you, know, so I forget who said it earlier today on the late trade, that the Geelong had shown interest in Jack Bowers as a player, probably – before all the clubs got interested in him because of the attachment of pick six to the to the transaction. So, look, Tom, I can see what you're saying. Um, I mean, you throw in Ollie Henry, who's made that decision as well, and he's made it for his own personal and family reasons to, to want to go there as well. But it's another high draft pick from his own draft wanting to go to the Premier team. It's um, look if it, look if it's Geelong, it's proof of what they're doing is it, is just about perfect, and the Premiership has just franked everything they've been about anyway. But, uh, yeah, there will be some questions raised as to how this is happening, and particularly when you look at Jack Bowes coming from a, a club like the Gold Coast Suns, which has now been in the system since 2011, has never won more than 10 games in any given year, and is now offloading players they chose with the first-round draft pick some time ago with a very, very lucrative draft pick number attached to the 2022 um draft period. So, yeah, I think you raise a really good point and one that I know the AFL system will, will absolutely debate pretty heavily once it's all flushed out through this trade period, through this free agency and through the um, the, the actual draft itself when the uh, the debriefing and review reviews go on. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's uh, head back to Victoria or stay in Victoria and we'll speak with Damien. Hi, Damien. Hello. You're on, mate. If you could just turn your radio down as you uh, as you start talking, please. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. How you going? Good, mate. Um, I'm just wondering what's happening with Sydney this trade period. Nothing much or nothing of any great... Talk of Aaron Francis. Aaron that... Francis is the one, yeah, from the from the Bombers who, yeah, there is a, a link there. I don't, it hasn't been transacted yet, has it officially? But there's a, a, a keenness for both parties to, to head down that path. Um Look, hearing Tom Harley and others at the club speak, uh, they're, they're pretty well set up. If you took the grand final out of their 2022, it, it was it was close to perfect. Now, I know you can't take it out because that yeah. wasn't good the way it finished with an 81-point loss. But 
um, look, they, they've done enough hard yards to get themselves to this point, and then they've uh, they've decided, as far as we can tell, that they're, they're usually a club that does something, but I've just felt for some time now that they weren't preparing to, um, even before yeah. the grand final, to, to do much. So, yeah, I think it's more of a holding pattern, Damien, and the organic growth that um, will potentially come. Yeah, yeah. I just, Dave, just the, the one player that I reckon would suit them is someone like a Radaglia. Yeah. Um, the fact that he can go into the ruck, he can play forward. Um, not sure about down back. I haven't really seen him play down back at all. But they tried him there, didn't they? In the VFL. It's okay. Yeah. 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 So he's just someone that I reckon, particularly on the SCG, that could be quite a dangerous player. Mm. Um, but uh, all reports is that he's a required player at Geelong, but mm. whether he ends up somewhere else, we'll wait and see. Yep. Damien, thank you for your call. Let's go now to Nathan in Craigieburn. Hi, Nathan. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, mate. I've got a uh, theory for you guys. If, if, if it has been mentioned about Jack Bales going to Geelong with pick seven, does that mean Geelong basically can maybe offer their first round pick, which is that pick seven now, to the Giants and get Whitfield for a salary dump to help out the Giants and Giants get a better draft and they might as well go hit, hit the draft hard this year? Yeah, Nathan, it's a possibility. Uh, we've been talking for a couple of days and, and focused on it earlier t- today, the possibilities. In fact, I'd, I'd say even lot, well, well, guaranteed uh, outcome of, of Lockie Whitfield and Nick Haynes being spoken about. In terms of that pick seven that the Cats have got and your suggestion that they'd need that to get it, they wouldn't need to get or give up pick seven to get him. It, it, that, that would be the... The, the getting the number, the, the Lockfield salary off the Giants' books would, would be the, the selling point to take for, for the Giants to move him off. Dave, just, just with the Cats, they traded for the Cameron deal. Yep. So they traded three first-round picks. Yep. So their future pick was in 13, 15, 20. Yep. Which means they didn't have a pick last year or the year before, a first-round pick last year or the year before. They're unable to trade... They'd have to get permission from the AFL to trade a. I mean, they've got two in the first round. So yeah. do they have to? Do you have to? They have to get permission to trade their pick out. Their pick out. Yep. Yeah. Anything else they bring in, like the Jack yep. Bowes one, is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So would they have to? Would they have to get permission to trade their future pick? Yes, I would have thought so. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I've been out of it for a little while. But if the one that I was talking about, if they went after the first round and then came back with that first pick in the, the number one pick, they could split that again. It, it, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. Yeah. Here you've got the premiers that have just won a flag. They've traded their pick out to get a player in that won their best and fairest, they were called best and fairest. And for them to trade their pick outs, they need to go to the AFL to get permission yeah. to trade those picks. I think it's, so. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation to think, they're, you know, they're one of the clubs that have done it really well, yet yep. they've got to go get permission yeah. of someone above to tr- Well, the AFL doesn't pick. trust the clubs, so as you know. It doesn't trust the clubs well, that, to run their own businesses. And, and maybe maybe there's a reason on that, given what we're seeing this year with salary dumping everywhere, but Geelong's not one of those clubs that, that doesn't that needs to worry about, is it? No, no. but no. we've got a situation here where they want to get Bruin through the door. Yep. Um, Bose, um, if he comes, can help that, or Ollie Henry. Henry. Mm. Yep. But that, that might need... That, that seven might come into play and they've got 18 as well. So they may need to get that ticked off by the AFL before that goes through or a future pick. Yep. Yep. 
All right, I reckon we take a break. On the other side of it, Sauce will uh, get to today's version of Philosophical. We'll throw you a uh, an issue which you uh, take us through, and there's a few options on the table. We'll, we'll wade through that in the ad break and come out of the ad break with you putting your thinking cap on as part of Philosophical for Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio on the late trade. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. It's time to get philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business and improve your cash flow from one app. One of the highlights of each and every late trade, Stephen Silvani getting philosophical. AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert, get leads, run your business, improve your cash flow from one app. Today's sauce, under the guise of philosophical, we're going to talk about the Tasmanian licence. There's a possibility, and and we've been saying this since uh, (laughs) the start of the year, something's imminent about an announcement. It could even come late this week, and if not late this week, early next week, about the official announcement around an entry of the Tasmanian license. A lot still to play out, but there is, is getting pointy ended in terms of an announcement. I want to talk at it and, and come at it from the perspective of, let's just work with this season, 2027, as the entry point for this particular club and how it looks. You were so central to one of the two expansion clubs, GWS, when it came in in 2012. The previous year, 2011, Gold Coast came in. One club benefited greatly out of out of the impact of those two new clubs coming in. That one club was Hawthorne, the way it managed its um, its cap and, and it managed its recruitment and it used free agency perfectly to continually add to it what was already a good team to win premierships in that period. Geelong is positioning itself right now. It's only 2022, but they are positioning itself right now for, for even 2027 perspective in terms of what Tassie will do and impact on the competition. Please take our listeners through the impact that will be felt by every other club as this new club is set up and, and requiring of extra assistance through draft and even access to players. Yeah, well, firstly, we look at the existing clubs um, what they need from the AFL is the lead-in time to make sure that they can get their list into order. And what I mean about that is um, should the, the those establishment concessions that are given to, say, the Tasmanian team, a fair swag of the early picks in over a two-year period will go to the Tasmanian football team. So... Um, you're losing a big portion of the draft. Do you see that. a similar scenario to what to what happened with with both Gold Coast and GWS? I and, think, and, and just remind people what that looked like. Well, well, they did. They they had the option of getting uncontracted players as a starting point. As, as yeah. a starting point. And then um, was and it the the Giants had access to the seventeen year olds, yeah. and then they obviously had some very early picks in both the drafts. I think there's no doubt um, the AFL will. Look at those, what worked well, what didn't work well. I can actually say that the AFL have actually, they've gone around to um, those two establishment teams and done a report on that, what worked well, what didn't work well. Um, so when we look at the existing clubs, and that that's really important too, because it's not just about the new club here. 
it's looking after the existing club that they've got an even playing field amongst themselves as well. So one one of the points that came up was you may you may be a bottom four team thinking, well, I've just finished I've finished second last or mm. for whatever reason last. All of a sudden, you haven't got access to yeah. pick one, pick two, pick three, pick four. Yep. That's really important for those clubs because you need those clubs to be competitive as well. So it's not they shouldn't be take they shouldn't be disadvantaged any more than any other year. They're going to be though. It's a fact they're well, going they, to be. They will be, but maybe that is a, a situation where they get a mid first round pick that they're actually so if they finish last, where they usually get pick one, they might get two picks. They might get a pick at at pick four and pick fifteen that they can make up. You know, for, uh, if the new club gets picks it's, one, it's, two, and three, correct. which is probably what's going to happen, and, and, and seven and nine and ten, yeah. so <clears throat> they might get multiple picks in that first round. So there's things like that they mm. you need to consider to make sure that you're not they're not being disadvantaged so much like they were when these two new clubs came in um, in, in around 2009, 2010. Nobes, what did you make of the concessions? Now that we're, what are we now, 12 years on basically yep. from, from the impact, and, and it's still being felt by some clubs. Some clubs never recovered from from the lack of access to that draft and, and are still struggling, So, or those drafts in consecutive years. What would you suggest when this Tasmanian team gets its raft of concessions, which it will need to get? Um, how do you see it looking? Is, is it access to players from current clubs as well as the, the draft concessions that will absolutely 100% be part of their package? Yeah, well, there's better mechanisms now, Damo, than what there were when the two new franchises come in. It, there's a couple of different things. I think if you map the strategy out correctly, you, the new team, the new Tassie team, you say you give them the odd picks in the first round. So they take three, five, seven, what you do with one or two, or you give them the odd numbers, you give them two, four, rather than giving them a bunch of stuff up the, the top. Where they can get players on, on, on block. Yeah, so and the speak. teams that haven't had great years are probably moving back one or two spots. It's not going to be too bad for them in rather than moving back four spots or three spots, depending on you know father-son compensation picks that come in, that type of thing. So I think if you map the strategy out um, well, I think it's the right thing to do is to go back to the teams that came in what worked, what didn't. Um, but we've also now seen a couple of teams that I don't think it's going to impact. I don't think it'll impact Geelong. Mm. It's not going to impact Richmond with what they're doing. So teams have become smarter as Because we they're get going forward. to get the late picks anyway. Correct. I mean, Geelong's traditionally got a, a pick 15 to 18, hasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so I think how you map the strategy out, you've got the 17-year-old picks. I think you could give clubs now, you could say, right, you've got two years to quarantine your top 15. There's been a bit of... There's some narrative that comes into the marketplace. The AFL is great at sort of running things up the flagpole. We're hearing <laughs> this thing now for me about the top 15 type of thing. It used to be sort of the top 10. So I think clubs are going to be asked to quarantine their top 15 and the new club will have access to anyone else that they can get out of there at the top 15. In or out of contract? Yep. Either. Really? Yep. But the, for the, for those, the ones that aren't in the top 15 and that so that new, the, the Tasmania Football Club, they can access anything after 15, but they're still going to have agreement Correct. From, from that player yep. to go to that football. But, I mean, we at the moment, we've got clubs talking to players in contract anyway. So that, mm. that's not an unusual mm. scenario. So that, just to explain that again, the, the club itself would rank its players. And is, yep. is it a ranking on payments or is it a ranking on, on 
the easiest ability. way. Well, the easiest way would be to do money. Where, where it falls foul is if you bring someone in and you front end contracts and yeah. that type of thing. So it can move someone that you don't necessarily. So is that manipulable in, in a way as well? As, as it probably should be for the well, club. It's not who's an got even playing field anyway. No, it's not. So yeah. the ability. So all you have to do is, but you give clubs two years to get their house in order okay. to do that. To, to get it to 15. To get yeah. it to 15. Then yeah. you've got the leverage that I think, I think what's going to happen is that Tassie come in, they'll get given Thursday night footy. Okay. There's more Thursday night football next year. I reckon they need to get a stadium. I'm all for Tassie getting a license. Being an ex-Tassie boy, yeah. it'd be great to have. Indoor stadium though. Indoor don't. stadium. It has yeah, to be. We had a couple of night games and they're, they're hard. It's hard to play. It's hard to get people in. It's just cold. Mm. It's a great spot during the day. Yeah. Um, but Thursday night footy will then attract people to go down, similar to what State Brisbane did with Collingwood a few years ago in the Easter Thursday. They reignited that. People come up, they stay the weekend. It's great for the economy. So I, I think you can plan this out, Damo. They come into the TAC Cup. They come into the VFL. Yep. I reckon 26, if they're going into 27, yep. you can get that VFL team to play in a pre-season with the AFL. There's some real key planning that I think you could put in place to have it hit the ground running either in 26 or 27. Yeah, they're, they're, the big thing is developing their own down there. And, I, yep. and I, it is a football state, so that shouldn't be an issue if it's run correctly. Yep. Um, that's big. The other thing is uh, when they do establish this club, they need experienced people. Um, I think what you saw at the Giants when Kevin Sheedy and even Mark Williams, yep. and it was great. Yourself, Sauce. Well, not, not so much myself, but they, they, were, they, were, they were experienced people. Yeah. And um, and obviously, and we spoke about experience before, but it actually helps you retain players to get players to that to, to that football club. And I, I think that's really important that um, you've got people with some substance and who know football and can attract, but also keep the group together. We, we know one, don't we? we? We know a person of that caliber. Well, one to the left here. That's what I was trying to get to. I, Dave, think, I Dave, think you were getting there yourself. He's a Tasmanian. So he's we, we try to get him in the running for the AFL. Brad Scott vacant job, right? But you're, maybe the Tassie job might be maybe better. the Tassie job could be the one. Two options. You might have, might have to make a choice, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be great to be able to yeah. put something in place for you. And I mean, I, I look at it, when I came through, I was lucky enough I got drafted late. But as an aspiring young footballer coming through, to try to get in your own team in your own state, nothing greater, mm. nothing greater. I mean, for Tassie, it's a bit like playing State of Origin you know, getting into that team. And I think the talent down there has been dormant. I yep. think it can be reactivated, can be motivated and stimulated with the, enough lead-in time and enough resources and, spent down there. But it needs to be done now, really. If if we're going to get this team in, it's got to be, you know, three, four years ahead of its time yep. because it's not just going to take that three or four years. It's going to probably take, you know, eight, nine, ten years yep. to really get it up to standard. Per capita, it's generated some unbelievable greats of our game. Yeah. It has. Although, if you, and again, this is a fascinating debate and even some of the layers to it. I mean, that top 15 ranking situation is going to be very dramatic, isn't it, when it comes into play? And, and as you said, Sos, having lived through it with the, the build of the expansion club of GWS, you yep. saw it. And and again, we could even enter into the oh, – I keep using the word raw, but I say it with a tongue-in-cheek. The way you managed to get access to those 17-year-olds that and, and how, you, how you could then benefit yeah. from that as I, well. I think we're – I mean, I think where we were fortunate is that Gold Coast were the first in, in relation. So we we were able to sort of sit back for 12 months and say, this is what they did really well, yep. and this is where we could probably do it a little yep. better. Yep. Um, so, um, you yeah, know, that, 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 that was 
really a benefit to us in terms of managing how we traded. And is it fair to say, just the way drafts work and, and, and waves of talent comes through, yeah. you, you had a better year? Well, uh, the, the, reason, the reason the 17, I think my under, I hope I'm correct on this, but my understanding was the 17-year-olds were put in place because the thought was that our draft year wasn't going to be as strong wasn't as strong as the 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 the, uh, the Gold, Gold Coast, but it probably was when it arrived. Probably Is that fair to the, say? Or probably at the end. Yeah. Yes, but so if you looked at the two, the two main difference or the main major difference was that Gold Coast loaded up on experienced players that they they paid a lot of money for, mm. and they probably got a bigger result early. Um, so they they ended up getting Campbell Brown and and um, Luke Power, Luke. Uh, no, no, um, Tablet, yep. um, all these guys, yep. which was great. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong with that. We went down another path where we thought, listen, let's go attack some plays that are sort of under 22 years of age, knowing that it's going to take four or five years for this team to get up and going to be in the finals and competing, and they're going to be right in their prime to to, to hopefully play finals. So that was our difference. So we went for Phil Davis, Callum Ward, uh, Reese Palmer was one. Uh, Tom Scully. Scully was another, and then we loaded up with some really old players that had recently retired with that leadership. That was where Luke Power came. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah, so Luke Power, Chad Corns, uh, Brogan, and um, and McDonald. Yep. Uh, James McDonald from Melbourne. So that was the fundamental difference, really, on the t- yeah. in, in the two. And then again, we talk about that, and and here we are. 12 years in, Gold Coast hasn't won more than 10 matches in a season. It's done that twice, but it hasn't won. And, and GWS, as we said before, nearly got there in 2016 and made a grand final in 2019. But it takes time, doesn't it? And and some of the decisions that you make in that very first formative year are going to shape the very next, obviously, the next 12 and, and, and even the 15 or first 20. Yeah. I mean, look, you try and make a decision there and then and what's the best for the future uh, for the club, you don't get them all right, you know. No. Otherwise, we'd have eighteen teams winning a flag each year, yeah. and the, the, it just it just doesn't happen. But there are so many things that, um, you know, when you when you're setting up a football team, you look at your development and how important is welfare when you've got so many so many um, young players. Like we, we we had the Lamberts that looked after our young the young players that did a terrific job. Um, you know, you get development. Where are they living? Um, then you're looking at development and the coaching and Living arrangements, you know, where we're going to put all these young kids. Um, it's so, it's a big, big job. Mm. And then trying to retain them, knowing that, you know what, okay, because I. People like you'll be picking well, them off. I, I could tell there's, <laughs> there was a thought that, you know, all these kids, and, and the clubs weren't scared back then when they first come in, they're going to Blacktown. We'll get them back in two years' time. Not a problem. Yeah. I can tell you now, four years in, everyone's going, hang on a tick. Yeah. Mm. What's going on here? There's going to be this super team. And there nearly was. There almost was. But, I mean, that's that's how quickly things can turn, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, but, but they just need whatever they do, and I'm sure they will, because they know what's happened with Gold Coast and the Giants is to make sure they get that foundation right yep. for, for, for Tassie. That was Philosophical for today with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business, improve your cash flow from one app. Just before we close off on that Tassie conversation, um, Sam in Malvern has called in to add to it. Hi, Sam. 
Hey, boys, just a quick question about the logistics with Tazzy team coming in. I'd just like to ask, you know, you said the teams, some teams being more effective than others. What would happen to those, you know, those mid-teams, like, around, not in the finals yet, pushing maybe, like, a Carlton, St Kilda? Then also, what would happen with the bye with 19 teams? How do you reckon that would work? Well, that's the, you're exactly right in terms of those mid-teams. Um, that's why I think the leading period, knowing that that could be four or five years away, gives those it gives the competition some time to understand and get their list and draft uh, order into in, into order, knowing that this team's coming in. So they, yeah. they're, they're going to have plenty of time to get themselves right. Um, or get themselves in order. Uh, the buy oh, not ideal. Oh, oh, yeah, not oh. ideal for anyone, is it? Not, not ideal for for the buy itself and who gets it and when you get it because you don't want it in the, in round one and you don't certainly don't want it in round twenty two or three. Given everyone's going to get one, yeah. so yeah, it, it, it does create problems, Sam. But yeah, they're not going to worry about that. It's it's a, of all the problems they've got, that one is down the rung of of uh, of priority. It, it probably you won't be able to have a buy in the last round leading to the final, will you? Stop it there. Yeah, but, so but, that, but, that week off. But no, someone's no, not saying, playing in yeah, that no, last round my, of football. No, yeah, so my point is, you won't be able to have in your last round of football. You won't be able to have the week off leading into the finals. So you know we've got that week leading into the finals. Yeah. Because someone's going to have a buy in that last two weeks week. in a row. Yeah. There's a good chance a finals team if they're going to yeah. could, could have two teams uh, two weeks off. Yeah, we're getting closer though to the way that they now do the scheduling. Where you you might be able to prevent yeah. that in the back end of the year. Yeah. You can you can the leave rolling your, fixture. Yeah, yeah. Have that rolling fixture to go. Well, it'll be one Although of the. Although only is only each team only gets to get one, doesn't it? Yeah. And you probably have to a lot at the start of the year, don't you? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and then I'm sure they could probably work out a, a way to do it better than than wild, just sticking to it. But wild card round into the finals it brings up all that. Yeah. Stuff. He's thrown up ideas now as the new boss of footy, <laughs> either in Tassie <laughs> or right. AFL. Hey, thanks for your call, Sam. Um, let's take a break. Uh, we need to. Uh, a few things before we come back and, and say goodbye to you, Nobs, as we do around this time each and every day on the late trade. Before I haven't seen him today, so is he here, Big Matty? Well, he's normally been prancing around. Oh, oh no, there he is. He's he is. He just as I he's asked, in the fridge. He's, yeah, <laughs> oh, what's he getting? Getting ready, getting ready. Oh, um, milkshake. <laughs> let's take a break on the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today. Available from Chemist Warehouse. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to The Late Trade on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. We'll just take a couple more calls before we say goodbye to you, David Noble, today. We'll go to Rockhampton where Wayne has called in. Hi, Wayne. I'll meet up with Jamesy. Hello. Yes, Wayne. I don't know who Jonesy is, but uh, far away. Turn your radio oh, down and hit us up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm at cricket training. I'm just sorting my wicketkeeper out. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. Absolutely. And Jonesy loves this as well. Loves this, uh, love this time of year. Hey, I've got a theory on, on Fremantle's uh, reluctance to let Rory Lobb go. If, if everything goes haywire with Jackson and West Coast end up getting him, they, they can't let him go too early. What's your thoughts on that? Just in case they just don't get him. You're yeah. spot on. It's exactly what's happening, Wayne, and I'll get Soss and, and Noves to explain uh, the, the whys and wherefores around all of that, but yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Well, there's a couple of levers, isn't there, at play here with West Coast having that pre-season pick that we know, 
Um, Jackson not coming and landing at Frio, they can't afford to lose Lobb. It's it's until that happens. Until that happens, yeah. I still think it'll go down, but it'll just take a while to crunch out. Uh, he doesn't want to go to West Coast, and and West Coast knows that, and, and Melbourne knows that too. So it's just a matter of how it gets it done. Uh, which cricket club, Wayne? Is it Rockhampton itself? It's in, it's, it's uh, my son's school team up at the grammar here, and uh, it's our first. Uh, We've just finished uh, footy season, so all us Aussie rules guys are switching over to cricket now. There so, you go. Uh, they're the under thirteens here. The so traditional way of doing the uh, the summer out of the out of the winter. Good. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Lee now on the Sunshine Coast. Hi, Lee. Oh, uh, hey. I was I was just wanting to talk a bit about the Josh Dunkley medal in Brisbane giving away their first round pick, first round trade. Yeah, so David Noble has, has has taken our listeners today through what what he sees happening via the exchange of picks between the Giants and the the Lions today. Gnomes, if you just wouldn't mind relaying part of what you said before to to Lee. Yeah, I, I think they'll end up with a future first and a second involved in there. Uh, they've still got to build more points, we know, um, but I think if if I'm looking at it from my old glasses with the the Lions, I think you'd be trying to protect this year's points as much as you can because you need that for Fletcher and Ashcroft, we know. Um, so therefore, I think the the way they've got to do it is to use their future first as as a big part of that starting point for the negotiations. Yep. And as as Soss explained, Lee, when it comes to, to the totality of the trade period for the Lions, they, they do get a 20% discount on the points required for for nominating a, a father-son. And, and if Will Ashcroft, as, as fully expected, is, is worthy of the pick one, that's worth 3,000 points. There's 600 points comes off that uh, impost, if, if that is indeed the case. And, and then for Jasper Fletcher, as you said, Nobs, it might almost yeah. be cost neutral by the time it comes to his nomination yeah. at pick 20, 25, yeah. or wherever it's going to fall. So Just for the Brisbane fans, don't get too concerned the fact that they've moved that first round pick out. They've committed to Dunkley. They'll get it done. So that, they've obviously got a clear path as to what they're going to do. The manager wouldn't, they wouldn't make that announcement unless they were confident that they'll get it done. So the shift of moving that first pick out is just, it's a small part of a broader strategy yeah. that they're going to execute. And as you always say, and as everyone who operates in this space, just wait till the close of trade before yep. you actually analyse all the little specific uh, manoeuvrings before the deadline actually comes. Lee, thank you for your call. Uh, Nobs, thank you for your uh, involvement Thanks today, as me. always, on the 2022 Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio, specifically for the late trade for MEGT. Thanks, we'll, guys. We'll see you. Good job. Good to see you, Nobs. See you again tomorrow. See you Tassie. Get him to bring back in. <laughs> couple more after those ads. He was good today. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? In fact, we might get him to introduce uh, Matty Rendell when he comes in. So uh, Matty beats to his own drum when he comes in and forgets there's a cough button at times, doesn't he, Sauce? So, <laughs> oh, he hasn't discovered it. You don't know that. So anyway, no, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow Thanks, on The Late Trade. Uh, coming up next, Matty Rendell to join us for the final hour of The Late Trade before Sammy Hargraves, as always, jumps in. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. The Brutal Truth for Plantation Homes. Save up to 75% on energy bills with a solar-powered, all-electric Plantation Home. Matty Rendell joins us each and every 5pm Melbourne time of the late trade for Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Hello, Matty. You've come in a little bit 
Day, Cal- calmer than normal. No, we're, yeah, we're, a bit calmer today. We, we normally await your entry and we don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> so what's Dri- happening? <laughs> I don't know. Driving in in the wet, <laughs> concentration. Did a uh, my interview, daily interview that I do during Trade Week with Essie <laughs> and South Australia, Kimbo and Rucci, and they were rattling off text messages with about 15 different draft picks. <laughs> and, I'm, and they want me to respond to it. I just was doing my head in. It's getting to so, you, isn't it, this trade period? No, no. I think well, it is. No, yeah. the, the struggle is there's so much stuff going on this year, I mean, which is great. So much stuff going on with uh, players leaving and the, the blokes out of the blue going. And then then I hear today Dow and Setterfield out of Carlton. Um, surely these decisions haven't been made just in the last day or two. No. Surely these have been in the yeah. pipeline, but they haven't come up and, and then – People talk about, well, how do they get this in and how do they get that in? How do they get Dunkley? And and there's trade picks going everywhere and there's uh, self-proclaimed geniuses like Dom Ambrosia at, at Brisbane and Jason <laughs> and Jason Cripps at Port who, are, who love all these picks and they'll be throwing them around everywhere. You, you watch, there'll be something going on with those you two. Know, and, you know Sauce's and, mobile goes every 20 minutes during a trade period. Yeah, all these old uh, contacts. How do we rort this one? My, how, my, how, what all, do I do here? Mine are all out of the game. And, They're all done. And i tell you what, Damo, <laughs> what I've learned over – this is my third year doing this – he tells you half of what he knows. I don't think he tells you so half. I reckon yeah. half. I reckon about ten percent yeah. in the locker. Yeah, he's a vault sauce. He's an absolute vault. <laughs> oh, and I, you got to admire that. Oh yes, because I couldn't help myself yeah. with all that information. <laughs> You're dangerous when you tell you something. <laughs> you might as well just broadcast it to the world. Hey, um, Maddie, we 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 did speak, and we we do pump him up. We we. Bring him down a bit, but we do yeah. pump him up. He was the first one, Sauce, wasn't he, on the late trade early last week who suggested that Geelong was going to be a nice fit for Jack Bowes yes. and pick seven. And, he, and guess what's was, happened today? I fluked it. Well, I, I said that when I came first came in, and I said, congrats to Sauce. He can take a bow because he told us that <laughs> no, I'm sure it wasn't Johnny I Ralph, but he'll write about it in two days, Johnny Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it was Sauce who came up with I it was. Jack Bowes to Geelong. Claim it, Sauce. And no, then we, no, I don't know. I can't remember Sauce. Then oh, we tried to work good. out. We tried to work out 1.7 million in the cap. Yep. Then he mentioned uh, the smoothing, uh, which everyone's yes, embraced, which was another Johnny Ralph story. <laughs> um, and so I'd love to know what the contract is. Wouldn't you love to know how they're doing this? But they well, lost. They lost three players: Higgins, Dalhouse, Selwood. Selwood, they said, was on a lower scale. He, he, he getting five hundred? Would he this year? Look. He, it wouldn't be any more than that, and he may not no. have been getting the average, which is not. what four twenty five. Is, is or... Hawkins playing playing for three hundred next year? Is that what I heard uh, somewhere? It, it could be that low. He's going to be thirty five, I think, turning next yeah, year. Yeah. So next, yeah. and then I spoke about how they fit it in. Is mm. that they pay him not much next year, but um, Tui will retire. I would have thought would be a certainty. The other, the bloke I couldn't remember, couldn't think of what I wrote down was Mitch Duncan. Might be his last year too. Yep. Uh, throw Still in, playing beautiful for Yeah, you. throw in Hawkins and maybe Isaac Smith. Yep. I think they're all on one year. As, yeah. And it might just depend how the season pans out. And that's how they get bows in. And we also know that – sorry, just – I finished. We also know they wanted that seven badly. Mm. So he probably got the best deal bows out of the, all the clubs because uh, my, my information was that they are super keen to take Jai Clark in the – Draft, whether he gets to seven is a major issue. But what sort of he, players he? Well, he's a Selwood client. 
Okay. He's a dead replica. Right. And they reckon on the field and off the field. God. So so he's a uh, another country kid. I think he's Geelong Falcons. I think he is Geelong Falcons. And he did his, like, you know, they do that internship when you're in the, it used to be the AIS, the, what do they call the academy now, uh, at Tark and Lockyer coaches. I, I don't, can't remember the name, but every player, every player goes to a different club and they spend a week there. Well, he went... He was looked after by Joel Selwood for a week at long. Okay. That's why they're keen for that. They yep. were keen for that seven, and they've, they've moved, uh, you know, mountains to get it. Yeah. I was just saying, I was going to say, yeah. like 300,000 is nothing to scoff at. Oh, try and get it in the out there in the industry, no, anywhere at the it's moment. Good money. No. Plus, it's still good money. Plus, being on a list, they get another yeah. probably uh, AFLPA, the retirement fund. Oh, yeah, yeah. 20 grand, whatever it is. It yeah. To it, yeah. No, bad. I'm not scoffing at 300. I, I wouldn't mind 300. No, but at the moment. Is, coming off seven or 800 or, or yeah. six, whatever it's yeah. been. And, and But you're so right. And footballers um, often only realise that when it's finished. That, yes. That, that whatever they're on is going to be sometimes three, four times more than they'll get as a starting mm. point. And it's a... It's a reality check for a lot, but um, the, the Geelong system, as we've discussed many times, it's been in place now for some time. Stephen Hawking has actually absolutely bedded it down that you hit a certain age and stage, there is no negotiation. Don't don't yep. don't ask for another cent more. This is what you'll get if you choose to stay on, and, and, and it works. And they never leave because <laughs> they they've all leave. got properties in the country there. Yep. They love the country. They're all from the country. As I mm. brought up last week, there was thirty on the list. They, they're, try, they're bringing another three in. Yep, um, Tanner Bruin. Oliver Henry will assume come in and and um, um, Bowers, who's yep. I'm going to count him from the country. He's from Cairns. Is that country? Well, it's it's a town. And, and for it's those not a missing city, the it's context, a town. for those missing the context, is it the same as Bendigo? Right. You were saying that there were thirty, I think it was. You were saying yeah, 30 of the forty-five on the Geelong list who fr- were from, from the country. regional Australian country. Yep. Um, guys, just before we go any further, let, let's have a listen to some words um, coming out of Gillan McLaughlin today, AFL Chief Executive Officer. There's a a lot going on. They've obviously now announced the formation of the four-person panel to look into the Hawthorne racism situation and the, the allegations made against Alastair Clarkson, Chris Fagan and others. Uh, he's also dealing with, as an AFL Chief Executive Officer, the Andrew Thorburn of the Essendon Football Club situation and also uh, how everything has played out. So we'll just take a, a listen at various offerings of McLaughlin in the next few moments. So we'll start with his views when asked by media only moments ago about Andrew Thorburn, who as was I the... said, I've spoken to Andrew. He's a, a first-class person. You know, I regard him as a friend. He's got great values. Um, and, and I'm really clear that everyone is entitled to their, to their beliefs and... Um, certainly their religious beliefs but at times there are you know that those beliefs um, can intersect with the, the values and, 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 and culture of entities and when you've been asked to lead one that seems to be at odds with the beliefs of, of another entity you're chairing I think um, uh, Andrew uh, had to make a decision and, and, and to be honest with you that, that he went with his faith doesn't surprise me because he's a person of um, great conviction, and uh, in the end, I, I wasn't surprised, I guess, by the decision he made. That's in connection with Andrew Thorburn being announced yeah. as Essendon Chief Executive Officer, publicly announced on Monday, resigning Tuesday yesterday. That's Gillan McLaughlin on his situation there. Just a continuation of that topic, Gillan McLaughlin, on how this entire Bombers CEO saga has played out. 
I think the way that it played out, I think, Tom, that um, the organisation that he led and, and their position on some issues was seemingly at odds with the position of, of the Essendon Football Club. I don't think it's the same in every situation. I think in this situation it seemed to be a conflict and Andrew had to make a choice. That's my read in it. I understand that and I understand the decision Andrew made and I think, I think, I think we've, we all understand it really. Gillan McLaughlin there. There are other comments to be made uh, and we will relay those comments to our listeners as the afternoon unfolds. We're still just cutting up some audio there of a, of a recent uh, media conference there with Gillan McLaughlin. Um, Maddie Soss and I also spoke with David Noble earlier today Ooh. about the GWS situation. Obviously, uh, Taranto's got himself to Richmond on the back of 12 and 19 Ooh. number picks going to, to the Giants. It's expected now that, that the hopper part of that transaction mm. will get done with a future first. Mm. Uh, we've mentioned that Ivan Soldo is yep. the player who could and, and most likely go from Richmond to, to the Giants. Adam Kingsley being the connection there. Yep. We've been saying uh, regularly on the late trade that uh, both Nick Haynes and Lockie Whitfield, both on really big money for at least the next two years, and in, in Whitfield's case, longer than that, uh, are gettable. Now, there's not a lot of interest. The door's not being knocked down. But I, I fully expect, Matty, and I'm keen to get your view yeah. on this, that until close of play deadline-wise of the trade period 2022 comes, th- these names are going to be talked about by by a fair few clubs. Yeah, I don't think anyone can take Whitfield and his money. It, it, if it's just come up recently, you have to plan long-term for this Whitfield one. Haynes, uh, to a lesser extent, with two years on good money, do we know exactly what it is? We're, we're, we, and when I say we, um, put together, we, we don't like just throw numbers out there, but yeah. it's, it's look, let's go with 850,000 yeah, plus, I, and it, I, it might be in the 900s, but let's go I, with 850. I, I did hear around that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a while ago. Which may seem a lot to a lot of people. And that's yeah. to the next two years, but it's back-ended. So he's helped the club out yeah. to this point. Yeah, so um, very different from Bose because they're not giving up a pick with it. They're not giving up a pick seven. Um, well, I reckon, GWS. That's ne- I reckon that's negotiable. That's just my take on what I believe. Oh, you think that GWS reckon- might give up a yes. pick and do the same thing? Yes, Gold Coast I do. Now, done. whether it's as high as the pick three. You'd grab then- Haynes if you could. Would you? If you could fit him in. Yeah. He might have looked a bit beat up this year. He has. He, I reckon he did. But but, but he's still only 28, yep. maybe? No, no, he's 30. Is he, he 30? Is he, he, yeah, he came in as a 19-year-old. So okay. Oh, he's a 30-year-old. Yeah, okay. He's a 30. I reckon he he a certainly Thomas... had a good year the year before, I'm sure. Oh, but I, he... I think about two years ago, Matty, I think he was part of the All-Australian yeah. squad conversation. And, yeah, I think, but... well, I, think if you're a, I think if you think you're a chance that um, – He's that intercept marker like Howe in defence. He he could get back up for two years to really help you in that area. I haven't had a look about who would best suit yet, but um, he's certainly one. There's a lot of players have come up late here, and I just don't know if, how any of these deals get done. Get done. And, yep. Or if you want them out, you, you know, they're getting thrown out, so you're not getting much back for them. If you want them out um, to save some money in your cap and stuff like that, hmm. That you, you could you could what, pick up you, some bargains at the end of the day, like St Kilda could pick up a Dow Setterfield. Dow particularly, they should be going for. They could pick him up late for not much. Yeah, and he was a pick. You won't need much. You won't need much. Yeah, uh, but just on the Giants situation, Maddie, I feel that it's a conversation to be had over picks. Now they've got as on this list, I've got three, twelve, fifteen, twenty-one. I think you could get similar to what Pick has 12 happened. out with Haynes? I feel that's very mm. possible if you take 
a large proportion yeah. of the Haynes money. The, the, yeah. the other option is they don't necessarily need to give up a pick. They might say, well, listen, here's pick 12 or pick three, but we'll give you pick three and or pick 12, but we want pick 25 back. Yeah. Yep. So they, yep. they, they, yep. that could happen or we want, we'll, we'll give you three, but we want pick 10 back yep. or pick 15 back. Mm. Yep. So, Matt, Matt, are you going to continue your reviews uh, today? Well, I'm doing Sauce's team, Carlton, aren't I, today, I think. That'd be good. Oh. Let's maybe do that in about 15 minutes' time, mm. if, you, if you're happy to do that. And yep. uh, between now and then, we'll uh, take a break. But uh, on the other side of it, take your calls. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. 23 Kobe and Matt are already there. We'll get to you. Join them. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Your call's next, one 2355 48 The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. No, it's still pretty early. Look, we're, we're in discussions at the moment. And look, Paddy's a, a really popular member of our group. He's a fantastic kid, and you guys would have known him through coming through the, the pathways and right through to getting drafted. He's a fantastic kid, and he's he's got some talent as a footballer. But, but we've, again, a lot of transformation, and particularly that inside midfield group. You know, the guys that we brought in through trade last year have kind of meant opportunities at AFL level, particularly for Paddy, um, have dried up. So he's a professional, he's an AFL player, and um, he wants to play AFL footy. So we, we sort of worked through some things with him through the exit meeting in the back end of the year, and um, we've agreed to try and help him get an opportunity. So we're, we're hoping for his sake that there's uh, someone out there that's willing to, to give him that. Carlton's Nick Austin there talking about Paddy Dow as part of this hour's Beaumont's trade news update. Uh, Matty, you mentioned Paddy Dow mm. a few moments ago. Uh, just has not been able to crack it for a, no. uh, any form of regularity at the, the Blues. There comes a time often when a player just has to leave, and is that time now for Paddy? I think so. Look, uh, to me, he's, uh, you know, he's a midfielder. He wasn't really a winger. He didn't really kick it that great, but he could – he had um, – Break the line speed. <clears throat> so uh, he played out in the wing. And, uh, well, Langdon had a super year, two years really, playing on the wing. He doesn't kick it that well. And Dow's a better kick than him, I think. So um, I think he's got a place somewhere. Uh, and someone who needs some breakaway speed in the middle. But Sos could probably tell you a bit more. Um, oh, look, I, I think he's an AFL player. It's just uh, I, I look at him... And yes, he didn't get a lot of midfield time. I think no. he played two games this year. Um, he's apparently his VFL form was outstanding. Um, so you know, sometimes a new coach comes in and you're not in his mix for whatever reason. He's happy with another mix in the midfield, which obviously that's 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 happened. But for Paddy, it's whether he's going to be able to break into that midfield, um, whether that um, he can find another position. Really, for the first three or four years, um, you know, he did his first year. He played quite a, quite a bit in the midfield, 
um, but then was shifted to a half forward Ooh. flank, which can be the death death role, the death the high seat. half forward. Yep. Uh, that that role there is the worst in the AFL. Um, <laughs> but having said that, I still think he could play that role because I mean, if you have a look at the Carlton small forwards, I wouldn't say they're they're in the top echelon in terms of no, small forwards in the Durden. competition. Um, they're young though, Durden and Motlop are Ooh. young, and then you got uh, Oes, who's a who's the workhorse. So it's whether. He can go back if he doesn't find a another club. Whether he can go back and say, "Listen, I, it's that forward pressure." You mm. know, can he do that? Can he put the forward pressure on? Can he tackle with a pinch hit in the midfield mm. um, and just wait for an opportunity? Because it only takes a couple of injuries, and um, you know, you just don't mm. know what might happen. Um, so, but if he chooses to go to another club, well, that's that that's great for him. Yep. But I think he's still got a year to go on his contract. Yeah. It- is he a better bet at halfback than Williams? No, I think Williams is a good player yeah. as a halfback. When he's up and going, he, he'll give you drive, and he's mm. that—that's Williams' spot. But I certainly, I, th- I think Paddy can play midfield. But once you bring in those inside yep. plays, they brought they brought um, Chira, obviously Chira. They they prefer that him over Dow. They brought Hewitt uh, in, and the other one that jumped up uh, was Matty Kennedy. Mm. So he yeah he, uh, he took another inside spot as well. So. Um, you know, but he's he's young enough to fight back. It's it's whether he wants to do that or whether he wants to get the opportunity in another club. And it's not just about another club; it's about the right club for him. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, go to the calls. As we said, we would. We'll go to Perth first. Kobe wants to join us. Hi, Kobe. Hey, mate. How you doing? Well, mate. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Giants trade period because obviously they've lost to quite a few players, but. And they've got a lot of picks in return, but where do you think their list is going forward and how they're going to go next year? I, I, look, I like the fact that they're, they're starting to clean some of the issues up that they've had for, for um, over the last couple of years. Even they've, they've made some hard calls in, in some salaries um, and, and they're owning it. So I, I reckon that's, that's a good sign. And the fact that they've got a new coach in the door he wants to rejuvenate with some with some players that he can grow with, and I, look, I, I just wrote down, you know, in terms of some of their their top end players, where, where you've got Cornelio, who's still twenty eight years of age. Um, Green, there, there's Green. Oh, sorry, Cornelio's twenty nine. Green, twenty nine. Whitfield, twenty eight. Ward, thirty two. You got Kelly, that's twenty eight years of age. Hayne, thirty. So that's that nucleus. Can can he over the next year? couple of years can Kingsley get this group up and do something like a, a Geelong you know can 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 he give this group another crack in two to three years at that, that, that core group there do they get another crack at it mm. it seems unlikely as we sit here but but to your point but yeah that's, that's got the challenge two, for him they've got yeah. two great kids sitting there ready, ready to go and Connor Stone and Finn Callahan right who will fill the void of Taranto and Hopper very well as early as next year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. both play, being their best team. Best yeah. 18. They'll start. Yep. Yep. I know they absolutely rep uh, Kellan, and you're saying Stone, same, yep. same reputation. Kobe, thank you for your call. Let's go to Matt now in Taylor's Lakes. Hi, Matt. Good day, Damo. How are you? We're well, mate. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to hear. Um, mate, now, look, I'm a bit disappointed that Essendon missed out on um, on Jack Bowes, but um, I'm just I'm just uh, wondering, uh, is um, is there any possibility of, um, you know, Brad Scott potentially reaching out to some of his, you know, former former players? And um, is there anyone you think he could convince to come over, even on an off-field role or, 
or on field for that matter. From, from North Melbourne, you're referring to there? Yeah, correct, yes. Yeah, look, there's a fair bit to play out with North Melbourne. Um, the fact there's some finally some clarity from the AFL perspective on, on the announcement of that panel to hear the cases, uh, it'll, it'll allow that club at least to, to make a decision and Alistair Clarkson himself, does, does, he, does he come back to the footy club? Does he seek to lift the own um, announcement that he made and that was to, to stay out of the system until it's all heard? So we'll get some clarity around that. But, the, but while we're still waiting for that clarity, there, there is uncertainty, Matt. And, and, and while we've seen Jason Horn francis make a, a public call to, to want to get out, I've got no doubt there's other players considering you know, where they're at it with it. Um, in terms of off-field, I, I don't have a link. And in fact, Brad himself was asked that question the other day when he was unveiled and um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if, you, if, you, if you've picked up on something that I didn't, but I, I don't think Brad's got a major plan to bring his own team in yep. in any heavy way. So I can see why you'd ask that. A lot of, a lot of players and, and coaches coming in want to bring their own team in, but, but Brad to this point at this stage hasn't identified who those, um, those people are, but he's going to need some help given the CEO lasted uh, all of 30 hours uh, only recently. Thanks for your call, Matt. Ken now in Brisbane. He's uh, on the road somewhere in New South Wales. Whereabouts, Ken? I'm just heading into now and now. I've been listening all day, guys. Really, really enjoyed the show. Love the Tasmania section as well. That was good. Um, guys, I want to talk about Grundy. Um, he plays in September. Collingwood in a grand final. No doubt about that in my mind. He's so far ahead of any other Ruckman that's at, that's at that club, especially Cameron. Um, if they're going to ship him, I can't get my head around this. It's just absolutely ludicrous trying to get rid of him when he's probably you know, one of the best ruckmen in the comp and change the sides. Is there a, is there a, a, a problem with the, with the culture there and, and him and the team? Is he not fitting in? Or is there perhaps an underlying injury that we don't know about that we're not getting our heads around here? Um, there, there's got to be something more to it than what, what we're not seeing or hearing, I believe. Um, there is more to it, but it's not an injury. <clears throat> Look, he doesn't provide much in the leadership stakes. He's not even in their leadership group for a bloke who's been around for as long as he has and how influential he's been in games. He is the first person in the club and he's the last person out and it's made him the player he has. But he doesn't offer much else other than that. Um, I've uh, I've found out, well, I've found out, I think it's not even a salary cap dump. In fact, I'm convinced it's not a salary cap dump. It's a uh, philosophical salary cap dump. So this is uh, Graham Wright's um, scheme of salary cap and who you pay your money to in the salary cap. And I think in his scheme that he does not pay the Ruckman $1 million for another five years. So that's why I say it's a philosophical salary cap dump. It's not um, trying to get money out um, because you need to uh, fix up your cap because they're actually bringing in more money than what's going out. Mm. As I see it with McStay, Hill. um, Frampton potentially coming in. Fiorini. Fiorini as well, yeah. As well. Um, I'm probably missing one here. So does that make – I hope it makes sense to you. It's not – it's not a, I totally agree with what you're saying. They probably play in a grand final uh, if he's fitting well. But um, uh, it is, from a Collingwood point of view, very annoying. There's, 
Do you see there's a problem that he's not showing leadership? Is that is that? Is that oh, I think it's just his personality. Yeah, um, so, but that look, shouldn't be an issue. That sh- should that be? Well, it might be an issue for some coaches where you're paying your highest paid player at the club. Yeah. Uh, on a on a heap with a heap to go because he's not a doesn't bad, offer not... much in the leadership stakes but around it... the club or on the field, right? Bar having a massive crack every game he plays. Yeah, in. and then and then the call actually was had some good points there, and then it's about Ooh. his body. He did do a PCL, correct? Yeah, PCL and came back and, and he had an ankle and then, problem. Then, then with was an ankle? ankle. Was it? Yeah, he played, he played, he played one game, game in the two. Yeah, and got through. Up, and had an operation on his ankle. Did, yeah. he, did he have an operation on his PCL or did he let that heal? No, let it heal, Cause, I think. Because the PCL can be a problem. It really can. Yeah. Be. Well, it was yeah. for They're um, pretty good with Charlie them these Kearney, days. wasn't it? Yeah. And the ankle, I'm not sure exactly what he did with the ankle, but seriously he enough, had an operation be, on it. Yeah, serious enough to be ruled out for the for the, I, I for the hope rest that of the year at that time. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, we, we hope, as you said before, Ken, we've helped you get through that uh, that drive to and around Nara. Um, who's left? Paul, Anthony, Mark. Hold on. We'll just have to get to a, a break. On the other side of it, we need to, to get to Maddie's review. So... Either hold on, otherwise we'll open up the calls again in about uh, 10 to 12 minutes' time from now. So uh, that to come on The Late Trade. Maddie Rendell to review next to which club? Carlton. Carlton. That's coming up on The Late Trade. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Matt Rendell's List Analysis for Continental Tyres. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Working his way through all the teams on the late trade, Matty Rendell's analysis pieces are a feature of each and every Continental Tyres AFL trade radio. We're about to get to the Carlton Footy Club. As Matty himself, though, has requested we do, he wants to be held accountable. This is what Matty said this time last year about the Blues. That's going to be a really good midfield, a really good mixture of in and out mids. Uh, great key forwards. Their key backs are right. Get Williamson, uh, Williams and Sard up to speed fitness-wise. They just don't run enough. Look, I'm bullish about them making the eight next year. You want to see the brand they're playing and you want to see them fix up that defensive structure, which was really poor in games this year. It's going to be a really big job for Michael Voss. Um when watching, and I think most most Carlton supporters watching the game would say, you know what, the first one of the first things Michael Voss needs to do is get Patrick Cripps back to his best. If there's one thing, I would, mo- I think most Carlton people would say this, that Michael Voss has got to make that team into a team. It's got to be a selfless football team. They don't know what selfless is watching that Carlton mm. team. Mm. They don't sacrifice for each other. They don't help each other. They need to become a selfless team. For the second time in a row, Matty, Soss has hijacked the reflection on your list analysis. Well, I think we both take a bow there, don't we? I think you do. But, but it was, this yeah. is you. This is about you, not Soss. And Soss's <laughs> voice is the one that was dominant well, there at the end. He, he did build half the team. He's still got a few crabs in there, but anyway. Oh. Oh, you're, you're nasty. <laughs> you, you've become nasty. <laughs> Were you always like that? No. Is, is this why you left Adelaide? Why is it <laughs> Collingwood? Because you're nasty. <laughs> A few crabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, 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 that might be a relationship ending, oh. that comment. 
Hard but fair. Hard but fair. Project into 2023. So at the start of this year, so their list, so assume what it is now. I know they got Stocker, Nunes, Williamson, Parks, and. McDonald have gone out. Um, Nunes was a little bit of a surprise. Away. That's the you just want to get <laughs> yeah, their delisting. Get them before. out of the way. Yeah. Case I've mentioned them, um, but they were fourteenth for experience and eleventh for age. And um, to be where they were for most of the year and then drop out suddenly at the end was disappointing for them. But they're not quite ready yet. Uh, I think I did a, a r- article for the age. I think it was last year. Uh, they they didn't have one player over twenty eight in their top ten players in their club as against Geelong, had eight. <laughs> so I'm going, they're not ready to, well, they should have been ready to play finals this year, but they're certainly not ready to win a flag. They're probably still two years away. Really? Yeah, I think so. Um, they need to get a few things. What, I'm going to say it again. Well, Sard had, I thought, had a pretty good year. Williams was just really disappointing, but had injuries. They need to get him up and about. Um, Marchbank came back and looked okay. Um, and, I thought Lewis Young was – Lewis Young, isn't it? Yeah, it was okay. Weeding was a star. He was good. Uh, Cunningham's uh, got another contract. O'Brien had his best year on the wing, I think. Uh, Setterfield played mainly on the other wing. Uh, Durden and Motlop look like they're going to form a small forward combination. Um, they didn't know much about Motlop this time last year. So, uh, And obviously the key so Kuno back well, – I, I had him number one in the draft that year and um, – he went, what sauce, what pick? What did he go to? 11, 11 12, 11, yeah. 11. Like that. He yeah. hurt his knee. Uh, I was at that game. But he was playing in the midfield and I've gone, this bloke would just win a Brownlow playing in the midfield because he could run. Well, he's one of Coleman. He, he, he could run. So they've got great balance in there. I'll tell you how good their balance is. DeConnick couldn't get a game at the end of the year. So uh, yeah. they went Silvani, McKay, Curnow. And that when Pitney came back off his PCL to go in the ruck, they had really no spot for DeConnick. So... This is a real watch your, this space, what they decide to do here, because he's too good a player to be playing in the VFL. Well, um, he's, he's out of contract at the end, end of the next year, year yeah. which well, is going to cause a massive problem. Who do you reckon is going to be into him? Well, Geelong I'll give will you one guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one guess. Geelong. Yeah. But he's certainly – Reece Stanley at 32, mm. uh, 32-ish. Um, they probably already are into Segler, him. Segler at, you know, on a year-to-year, and they got to Connick. Mm. Uh, why wouldn't you be chasing him? And linking him up with his brother. So, uh, really good balance. They get Akers in to play on that wing. So, he's going to go into that Setterfield wing, I think, with O'Brien. He had a really good year at, at Frio and a great final series. He's the best finals player. But they've got – what do we do with these blokes? So, they've got some real good depth here. So, Dow, Setterfield, we've already spoken about. Uh, I don't know where – Fogarty's a million miles from getting in this team and probably he should probably try and find another spot somewhere else. I know he's contracted for maybe two more years. Um, McGovern, where's he at? Has he got a year to go, Sauce? Yeah, he's got a year to go. And yeah, he was good when he actually he came played back, back in. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. So he needs to fire up this year. Um, yeah, a bloke I really liked in the draft, but he was coming off a knee was Kemp. Now they've been playing him as a, a key back in the VFL. I saw him play a few games. I thought he was going to be a, a tall mid like Cripps. Um, so he's waiting in the wings, can't get a go. And Philp. I think is another one who's. I think he was injured most yeah, of the year. I liked him as a midfielder. I suppose the the only other thing I could say about the little shock was that they gave Ed Kuno another contract. I just mm. can't see Ed Kuno playing. 
I love Ed Curto. I picked him in the draft years and years ago. But I, I know he was injured all year, but I can't see him where he fits in this team. And, like, off-field is outstanding. All as I could think of was that Charlie said, I'll sign my new big contract if you give me another year. That's all I could think of. No. No, no they wouldn't do that. I'm wouldn't do that. Might, might have happened before. <laughs> no, really so. well-balanced list, ready to go. We'll make the eight next year. We'll uh, make the eight next yeah, year. Hang on. Don't give these Carlton supporters false hope. They were no. they were set to make the eight, lost their last four games. You're, you're, this will be replayed next year. Yeah, that's okay. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm living. They're, now they're ready to go. They, they lost Hewitt at an important stage as well too at the they end did. of the year. They did. Really impo- and uh, really important player for them. Uh, their players that you were hoping would improve would improve. Williams – and McGovern are the key. If they can get those two up, they've got some serious talent can play. McGovern can play anywhere, really. Uh, and Williams needs to have a big year. Williams was a – I thought he, he did all he could in that last game when he came being back in after a long break. And I know he Ooh. wasn't best on ground, but I thought he did some stuff that helped them nearly win that game that nearly got them into that into the finals. Yeah, I think – look, they've got to get him fit. They've yeah. got to get McGovern fit. They've got to get Williams fit. And they've got to get March back fit. Ooh. That'll that that will mm. help their back line absolutely, and and and, and a bit fit, but also in form. Mm. I think that that that's a big one. Tom DeConning's the interesting one because mm. I think he'll he'll become a really good ruckman. But the, do they look at playing him centre half back? His brother, same height as his brother. Um, we know he can play forward, but mm. can he play centre? Does, he, does he read it like Sam? Oh yeah, he can read the game. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I mean, an just, interesting move. Like, like yeah. you've got to, you've got to look at it and go, well, what, what else can we do? You know, and then you know you can swing him. Yeah, you, you can swing out four. You can swing into the ruck. If but, you get someone gets injured, yeah. But he's he's he, him as a third tall even. Mm. Um, that would make sense, tall, wouldn't it? You, you could he, he would take intercept marks and big marks mm. down back. He'd be hard to stop. Or do you put him on the? The big fellas and let Weedering do well, that. Well, yeah, that that could be the other one, but mm. I, I think it'd be great for his development. Um, but look, they might just see him as a tall forward ruck or ruck forward. So mm. there's that. Um, I, I look at. Uh, I think they missed Kennedy at the end when he got injured. Yep. Like he, I believe he and Hewitt were the two differences in terms of that midfield. Mm. The one thing when watching them, and I, look, I watch them pretty much every mm. week. I think teams worked them out. High handball team, mm. high handball team. Mm. And if you look at their midfielders, ten kicks, twenty handballs. Mm. You know, fifteen kicks. You know, twenty-five handballs. They were high. Doesn't work out. Does that, it? So I reckon early on, <clears throat> they they got some run off their half back line, mm. and it gave them some some. They they got the ball inside their forward fifty. But the high handball around stoppages, I reckon teams worked them out. They put them under pressure. They coughed it up. They got them the other way. Is that hard to change, Sauce, in, in the space of one off season? No, I think they well, can tweak yeah, it. I think absolutely. there's a balance of, yeah. of when the kick and when the handball. Yeah. You know, um, I reckon they lost their runoff half back on a little bit where they, if you early in the year, you'd see Doherty and 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 um, and Sard really yeah. run forward. They had a great year, Doherty. A lot of the, a, lot, a lot of their tall, a lot of their backs live lateral, like. They don't. They don't penetrate. They they live lateral, and you know they you know they they rack their possessions up a little bit that way. But look, there was certainly an improvement in their in their oh, game. Well, the, the difficulty they, they were eight and two, and then I think it was what. They, well, they're eight and two, and, and then and, and then, then four, twelve and four and twelve uh, uh, six. Yeah, yeah, and then lost their last four games. So what did they win four out of the last twelve games? 
That would have been on the mass, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 So and that, and that, lost, that, lost their complete last four. So. Yeah, so that that's the worry. I, I look at the effort thing, and, and, and I look at um, I look at Mel, when they played against Melbourne and Collingwood, and they, they were really good yeah. and probably should have won those games. Both of them. Right. But you walk away as a Carlton supporter and go, yep, great effort. Yeah, it was a great effort, though. But that effort's got to come every week when you're a great team. That's the difference, and where you can't just say, we're going to give it this week. To become a great team, it's about giving yep. that effort like, every week. Like Geelong did. And I still – and I saw – I, suppose, I mean, that, that little clip at the start about selflessness. Mm. I think early there was a, a huge improvement in terms mm. of they start they were playing for each other. I reckon it dropped away as the year Do went. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't detect that, but as you analyse it. Yeah. yeah. As, but, as the year went on, yeah. it started to drop away. The only thing they need, to me, to add to their list, they would love a quick inside bid. Someone who gets that yeah. ball off the inside of Cripps. Cherokuno and breaks a line through the yep. middle of the ground. They really haven't got that player. Yep. They're, they're, they're just, just, uh, just quickly, and and then they're small forwards. They've got to use them more. They've yep. got to use them. Like they've they've got to get to the forward ball, but they've got to use their hit up. Yep. Guys, need hit a break. Uh, we'll be back shortly to wrap up what you've just discussed and the entire day on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Late trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Today's big moments for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Among the big moments of today, uh, more problems at the Essendon Football Club, which stemmed from uh, the announcement 24 hours ago where uh, Andrew Thorburn, the uh, appointed CEO as of Monday, stood down. We had uh, movements with uh, Geelong moving ever so closer to getting uh, Jack Bowes away from the Gold Coast Suns and, and what that means and the pick seven that goes with it, the continued problems with the GWS team with its salary dumping and its... Uh, it's movement of players that they've committed to for big money on a number of years. And, and, and Whitfield and Haynes, two of those players who haven't yet reached the uh, the big talking points of the 2022 Continental Tyres AFL trade radio period. But they will be continued to be talked about between now and close of play on Wednesday. Matty Rendell, you, you'll be hanging around with Sammy Hargraves. Yes, I will. He'll be very... Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shortly jumping into this studio, and Sauce, I'll see you again tomorrow. Three o'clock uh, Melbourne time. I will be here off the top, and if I'm not, you take it over.